Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Terry. I'm a craft beer and comics uh, aficionado. I'm Jason. I'm the assistant manager here at Astro Zombies. My name is Chris Losek. I'm the store manager of Astro Zombies. And we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. Woo! I got a little beer on my computer you there. You got on the pooter. Cheers, guys. Am I the only one who spilled a beer on something involved so with the far. podcast? So Lati far. freaking da, Mr. Well, Fancy now, Pants. Now, that, beer I, now, that, I, now that I said it, next week will be the next week. You're, <laughs> you're going to spill, spill a whole, whole beer. beer. <laughs> Just think right on uh, 12 back Han Solo. <laughs> 12 back, 12 Han, back Solo. Han Solo. He's gone. He's gone. It's a thousand bucks, please. Oh, man. So, uh, so we don't have our... Uh, our beer sponsor here, uh, something came up. He had to work, you know. They work. got fresh hops in. Oh, and did they? they're doing a fresh hop mass ascension. Why are we here? <laughs> well, Why because we they're working? making the beer right now. <laughs> yeah. We will be getting the beer very they soon. They got in the beer ingredients, not right, <laughs> right, right. But here's the thing: they can only do it once a year. They can only make this fresh hop beer once a year. So we're going to be having that very soon. It does make a difference. Awesome. Because dry yeah. hop versus, versus fresh hop lab. versus, you know. So it's going to be good. And they just, they got the shipment today, so he, he had no way of getting around it. Yeah, he which is to totally, yeah. totally understandable. So uh, we decided to go ahead and have Mass Ascension IPA as the <laughs> beer from Ex Novo. Uh, Steve-O, thank you for, for hanging out with us. Hopefully you listen to this. We really appreciate you. So we'll see you next week, though. Um, unless, unless you go into Ex Novo... Uh, before then, we'll see him then. Which I will. <laughs> Walk Chris will be there tomorrow. This is my favorite beer. Mass Ascension is hands down my favorite beer of all beers. Of all beers. Of all beers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, and it's weird because it's a newer beer to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I go through things like Mama's Little Yellow Pills from uh, Oscar Blues is a, one of my favorite beers. I've been drinking a lot of Beck's for a long time. Um, but, you know, I had a Guinness kick when I was 20, 21. Where right. I only drank Guinness. And um, for a long time, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and it's still arguably my favorite beer because it's That's a nice a crisp beer. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not super hoppy over the top, but it's still got a hop profile, and it it's it, it finishes like a pilsner. For it sure. starts like a Sierra pilsner. Nevada's IPA is good too. They're, they have uh, a yeah. few so ones. The Green Flash, I think, is the one that. Um, I haven't had that one actually. That might be one of their seasonal ones. They have a. Mm. a Goss or Goss or Goose. Goes. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm not even into that kind of beer, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Sierra Nevada's good. Yeah, good Goses brewery. are unique. So Mass Ascension, I mean, if you're listening to us, you, you're probably, uh, most of our listeners are in New Mexico right now, I think. Uh, so Mass Ascension for the uh, Balloon Fiesta. The one that's not happening this year? The one that's, so listen, it's not canceled. It's been rescheduled. Next to year. next year, <laughs> that's, okay. That's the same thing. And here's here's the crazy thing about it though is I was like, but yes. that means they've already made those pins, and I collect the year pins when I go because I oh, go yeah, every yeah. year to Balloon Fiesta. Uh-huh. How long have you been in Albuquerque, Chad? Uh, I've been here f- since January this time. This time, so you would lived time. here before? Yeah, I lived here when I was a kid, and then when I was an adult, uh, and then again when you adult. was an adult. When I was an adult. Because I'm He's not, not an adult anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, an adult now. But so um, you, so you were, you were coming back every year for the balloon fiesta. Yeah, I would still come back oh, every really? year, and I'd, I'd get the pin, and I would, I would get my uh, nephew and my sister, and we would go. Um, Hi, Rachel. And um, we would, 
like one year I, I told her, I, I, oh, I couldn't make it. And I showed up and woke her up in the morning and she was like, I knew you were coming. I was oh, like, really? yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a mainstay. Um, but so I get the year every pin because right, that way right. it's, it's easy to remember. It's just, it's whatever it is. Chachi. Are you Chachi. one of those, so, are you one of those guys who does the pin collecting and stuff? But very specifically to just that one that has okay. the two it's numbers. It's a special one that has the two years and I've been doing it for yep. decades. Right. And so this one that that I just got was the 49th because next year is supposed to be 50. That's how math works, yes. Right. But because they're postponing <laughs> it, they're going to do another 49th pin. Oh, really? Next year because that's not going to be the 50th year. Because technically they didn't have a 49th. Yeah. Right. So huh. I, was, I, I immediately – I had my girlfriend actually. I was like, I'm at work right now and I can't order it. Will you order this pin for me? Because yeah, like that's the same thing with comic books. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, I want to jump on the thing that I want, and I don't want to have to pay more for it on eBay or yeah, exactly. hunt it Absolutely. down or yeah. something. Right, right, right. So she ordered it, and they were like, cool, we can ship it to you for 10 bucks, or you can come pick it up. Okay, I'll, I'll come and pick it up. I have a friend who is – I wouldn't call him – he's not interested in nerd culture. He doesn't really collect anything. He's, not, he's just not that kind of guy, except Balloon Fiesta pins. Crazy, he, right? He, he is super nerdy about it. He gets there early. He gets one of those VIP passes for the Balloon Fiesta every year. Oh, wow. Just for the pin. He'll, he'll well, it helps him get all the pins that he wants. Right, right, right. Because he's there all the time. Because he's a, uh, I don't know what VIP means, but I, I, I assume he's a very important person, right? <laughs> he's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Very be. important. Very. The silliest person. thing about it is that he he's, the VIP thing gets you into a lot of, like, places where the balloon pilots are. Yeah. So, so he'll wasted. Yeah, he'll go and just party with the balloon fiesta, like the balloon pilots. Yeah. Which is which like, would be a lot of fun. Which apparently is like the place to be when you're like when it comes to the balloon fiesta. Right. I grew up out here, and partying with the balloon pilots was always you know as a little kid I used to do it. They would land in my yard all the time. Right. So all day long we just hang out, and now as an adult I get drunk with them. You know, like because it used to be much. <laughs> Just like everything, flying a balloon while intoxicated is a bad idea. Right. But yeah. just like everything, it was not as big of an issue because people, for whatever reason, didn't care as much or didn't get in any accidents. Who knows? Right. Why? But those guys were always three sheets of the wind. And they'd land the balloon in the yard and they'd be wasted. Right. Well, and that's the thing is when you, isn't it, as soon as you lift off, like they pour champagne over everybody and you start drinking when you're flying. Right, right. And it's like, eh, maybe don't do that so much yeah, It turns out... Uh, From what I understand, do. the drinking doesn't start there. It starts much earlier. Than yeah, that. no, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. and you're yeah. up. Yeah. And you're like, I gotta drink. I'm up this early. I yeah. might as well start getting drunk. I have to cope with this somehow. <laughs> and then the chase crews are driving trucks through people's yards and shit. And like, Oh, yeah, back like, in the oh, day, they would just yeah. go wherever they needed to. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin, we have all that land out in Corrales, and uh, my cousin, she... Freaks out on people. You're ruining my yard. I'm like, you're dirt farming. Carol. <laughs> it's dirt. Like, there's not. You're, you're not doing alfalfa well, like we used yeah, to. Yeah, but there's a there's a tire mark in it yeah. now. That does frustrate me because when I mow, like it mow makes the it, dirt. Well, I I have it's it's not alfalfa, but I have right. apple orchard, and then the okay. apple orchard is like grass of sorts, wild right. grass, and so I have to mow that stuff, and uh, the the tire marks and stuff do creates a, a less than pleasurable moment. Yeah, I would imagine you, you know? hit a rut. Uh, especially with, yeah. like the, the crotch knocker. Right. <laughs> oh, just rack you really good. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's oh a my thing. God. Um, uh, so, 
I mean, yeah, mass ascension, the the beer itself. I mean, that's that's what's cool about it is you just you have a beer named Mass Ascension and you start talking about balloons. You know what I mean? Like that's what Albuquerque is known for. If you are listening out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, we have the world's largest uh, balloon gathering here. So. And the yeah. mass ascension is something that happens every morning as long as the weather permits, where all the balloons take off from one spot and all the wind at the same takes time. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 amazing. a mass ascension. Huh? Hey, interesting. I know. I know. <laughs> Cheers to you so, on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> so, uh, so we don't have our, our sponsor to to ask more about the beer, but um, if you guys want to learn more about it, um, definitely follow Ex Novo on Untapped. Uh, follow us on Untapped. You'll find our rating uh, after we discuss it. And what's the name us, of us on Untapped? Uh, untapped. We are Craft Beer Comics. No and. No. So if you want to find us on Twitter or Untapped, we are Craft Beer Comics. If you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook, it's Craft Beer and Comics. And what's the easiest way to find this podcast? Podbean. Uh, iTunes. Uh, Google. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are Pop we being, on Google now? Are we, we're, we're on, on Google, Google? we're oh, on sweet. Spotify, oh, we're oh, on... Wait, I thought we had to f- have five to be on Spotify. So we did, but then they changed it one day. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Just out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. <laughs> sweet. I, I, like I've I was been lying having... to people about how we don't have Spotify yet. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many people use Spotify for podcasts right now, just yet. But well, iTunes... I'll try it, because yeah. I, I subscribe to Spotify, so I'll try it. Yeah, A lot so... of people use Spotify for podcasts just because they're already using it for other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, there's podcasts on here now. And so a lot of people, more increasingly more people are finding their way to podcasts through yep. Spotify. Well, we got to check that out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if you want to find us on any of the any of the main podcast things, you just search Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> and you'll find us. Cool. <laughs> Very good. So... Are you not allowed to say podcast below a certain register? You have to say it. I a podcast. It's just you have to it, say it like Rumble yeah. Stillskin. Well, I say it like that because it's it's amazing that craft beer and comics was available, right? And so I'm just like, what do we need as a tagline? Oh yeah, it's here a we podcast. are. Podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It's podcast. Like, what? Uh-huh. Yep. Here we are. I just found us on Spotify. Boom. Spotify. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Look at how beautiful I look. And uh, we we do have a Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, that would really help us out a lot. Um, you know, it's it's you know little costs here and there, like upgrading the sound. Uh, I do apologize for episode two, everyone. Uh, hopefully, you're still listening. <laughs> um, it is. But it's it's it, you know it's I we have we have a supporter right now that's two dollars a month. So for just pennies a day, you can support your local podcaster. I'm also only wearing one shoe in one shot, and then I've got both shoes in a different shot. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I do not. There's a, there's <laughs> one of those commercials that you were kind of referencing to, yeah. where it's showing all the kids that need special supplies. Oh, gotcha. And oh, in one yeah. of the one of the scenes, the kids wearing one shoe, and it's like real. Like, it's like, oh, sad. Oh, this poor kid's wearing one shoe. And then, like, later you see both shoes on the same kid. Oh, gotcha. You're like, oh. Yeah, huh. so... He just wasn't finished putting his shoes on yet. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> poor kid. But, yeah, if you if you support us there, there's uh, all sorts of different uh, levels and tiers that you can go into. And we, we would really appreciate it. Um, you know, this is a passion project for us. It's not something that anybody's getting rich off of, obviously. But it costs us money to, um, to put together. Speak for yourself. I <laughs> intend to become... Filthy rich off of this podcast. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, That's the point, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. The only reason. The only reason. Cash moves everything around me. Cream. 
Get the money. Huh. I intend to build a podcast empire off of this. Okay. But I can't do that without you guys. So it's like that show Empire, but a podcast. A podcast. Patreon it up, guys. Empire. A podcast. So I can't um, even hit the note. I can't even do that. You guys can't do it. A podcast. (laughs) I mean, I can do it. I'm special, but it hurts. I I I can't do the rest of the podcast now because of it. Oh, gotcha. Mm. So we've we've talked about some beers. Delicious Stevo's here in spirit. We're drinking ex novo beer. That's right from our sponsor that we paid for ourselves. Sponsor. (laughs) We did. That's all right. He'll come. He'll he'll come next week with something to blow us fresh blow hops socks. mass ascension is right come right <laughs> i'm like you better show up bring the cheddar like, bro listen, you missed because of those fresh hops so fresh hop me all day that's right so why don't we go ahead and move into uh to the shop uh so astro zombies is our 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 main uh sponsor writer of comics yes. and uh venue yep. for the podcast and I literally said sponsor and forgot the word right after I said it. Uh, so, <laughs> as as well, you were thinking of a different word, so you were redundant. I know, right? Redundant. Uh, so redundant. 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 So tell me, tell me about the shop. Anything fun this week? Anything new come in that that people should be aware of? Sales? Anything? So, so we're doing the free comic book summer stuff, you know, because we weren't able to do free comic book day in the first. Saturday of May, which yeah. is how it normally is every year. Right. So we're doing this elongated, stretched out version of it, where we don't quite have the big sales, the sidewalk sales, all the, you know, we normally have like 10 to 20 long boxes of dollar comics. Right. And we run a sale on almost everything in the store. Plus you get several, usually up to five free comic books on that one day. We're not giving away that many, but every Saturday for the next, uh, for the last five and the next three We'll be doing free comic book summer. We've got all the free comic books. We have new ones every week. And we do have some sales, and they're good sales. It's just not everything. Okay. We, we don't have the dollar bins out. My plan is to hopefully have those next week or the following week, just to kind of end with a bang as far gotcha. as... Gotcha. Like have that final one as right. like, this is, comic, this is free comic book day exactly. now. Right, right. Okay. And, you know, I'm trying not to demean or belittle these these other ones that we've been having right and the one that i'm doing this saturday but it's just working up right yeah right. we're building up and we'll have you know better sales every week more free comic books we haven't run out of many of the free comic books and i've got probably 20 titles right now nice yeah. that's cool yeah, and we do still they? have lots of books to give away so please come by on saturdays guys it's and we're a, giving away more than it's more. a good time and do so do they send you the new free comic books every week, or did they send you everything and they said you can only put these ones out? They're sending it's a staggered. It's a staggered release. Yeah, and we're, so we're, we're getting, getting like a few four every different titles every week. Cool, that's awesome. I know. Normally, that, we just get in two shipments, all of them. Yeah, and we hold hold them in the warehouse for a while. Gotcha. And I I know that they had a, a last Ronin Ashcan free comic book day free comic book. We never you guys got never any got of that. It. Yeah, yeah we never just, sent that to us. It's crazy, and I I almost feel like buying one off of. Like eBay, don't. like, but so the news, the Wait, news so with Last Ronin though is like everything's changing in it. Andy Coon's not on it anymore. Right, Andy Coon left it, um, and the story is going to change. So how is that Ashcan going to be different than the finished product at this point? It's going to be very that's different. A good right. point. And so in that's fact, why I want to get. You it. may want to pick one up now. See, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And and it, it they're they're selling for like 70, 80 bucks. 
for this free thing. I'm like, what? Well, so Ash Cans typically sword... will will demand some money if it's a popular title, um, but not all of them. You know, Ash Cans are like this is the beginning of a new thing. You right. Know? It's so, a very specific kind of collector that collects Ash Cans. You don't. There's not a ton of Ash Can collectors out there. David, well, David I just an Ash Can collector. Yeah, yeah. I have I, several. I collect Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's just and an that's, ash tray. That's it. I want it. You're the the <laughs> completest thing. You is is forcing you to buy it. Right. And I get that completely. I, I have so many Boba Fett figures that are exactly the same with a different package. It's so terrible. Yeah. It's 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 a sickness. But I think if you're listening to this podcast, you've you got feel the disease. that sickness too. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so then your best bet is probably snatch one of those up now. Right. I it's think it's just going to go yeah. up, especially now that they've. They've pushed back the date on that. Right. I'm going to late October. Right now, even. October so, 28th. So people were mad about the Andy Kuhn art, is what I understand? That's the rumor I heard. I don't know how true that is. And Andy Kuhn's a great artist. And oh, yeah. He's a friend of the shop. Um, he and actually just gave us a one in... Uh, it's, uh, he did the cover for this new book, and he brought us a print that was signed by him and the writer, and it's one of five. So it's, wow. and, you know, it's a large print... For the for his cover, so you know we have a lot of respect for Andy here, um, but yeah, he's he's off the book for whatever reason. Um, there's speculation and rumor mills about it, and I'm not. But anyway, anyway, yeah. you, you find one there, Chad. I did. I found one for twenty eight dollars or best offer. Really? Uh, Is it from, that's the cheapest twenty. <laughs> they'll deny it. twenty. Yeah, they'll deny twenty. Try yeah. twenty five. A lot of times those those buy it nows or best offer have a have a minimum. Yeah. So as soon as you send it at twenty, it just rejects you. Deny, just yeah. kicks you in the balls and says no. I've it's definitely I've <laughs> definitely no. set up sales with that with yeah. that minimum mm-hmm. with that floor. Automatically deny offers below this amount. Right. Don't so waste I'm going to do time it. With low balls. live on the podcast. Here we go. There's my offer. If we hear something, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Chad has just made an offer. Yeah, I have on a last Ronin. Let's see what Ashkin. Will he get it? Well, Stay tuned. I, I'm going to get it one way or another. <laughs> Maybe not that copy. Or another. He's going to... Oh, all right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but sorry. So, yeah. Those, those are free comments. Like, obviously, you didn't get those. But they are bringing them out. Yeah. And we pay for the comic guys. books, but but it's pennies on the dollar. And we give right. them away. That's why and, and that's I'm not why giving I, one of every comic to every person that walks in the door. Right. But, and I always... So... You know, throughout my history of buying comic books and going to shops when it's a free comic book day or there's something like that, I go with intention to find something that I want to buy. Yeah, there's always sales. Right, there's always sales, but it's also, like, that's the thing, is, like, those aren't actually free for shops. And like you're saying, they're pennies on the dollar, but still. Right. That's part of the thing to help make comic book shops continue to thrive. It's an investment. Yeah, it's... Promotional investment. Historically, I've always used co- free comic book day as a chance to like go and fill in some back issue holes. Absolutely, there's yep. always back issue yeah. sales. Back issue sales. There's, there's gra- always graphic novel sales. Always graphic novel yeah. sales. I've picked up some pretty cheap graphic novels on free comic book day. It's I try to spend money. In the past, I haven't always had money to spend. <laughs> right. And that's that's typical. I and mean, that's, okay. that's that's the beauty of free comic book day. We're not expecting you to spend money. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You just come get some free comic books, and we love that. It's it's really cool. Did you get a... No, that was a different one. No. I only turned my sound on so that if the eBay sound goes off, you guys can hear it. Oh, yeah, I know wow. what that sound sounds, sounds right. like. Sound on during the podcast. Very, very professional, very professional. <laughs> So my, my buddy Nate, uh, he got a phone call in the middle of his own wedding. 
Oh, no. Yeah, like, oh, the phone's ringing, man. and everybody's like, whose phone is it? And he was like, oh, it's me. It's me, hold on. <laughs> like, in the middle of his vows, yes. it turns out it was somebody who was late to the wedding trying to get in. And so they called the groom? They called the groom, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's all kinds of genius hey, going on right maybe here. maybe don't call yeah. the groom. He's probably a little busy right now. He's busy. Yeah. Lots, a lot busy. Call yeah. the preacher. Uh, besides that, um, <laughs> something to do with the, the graphic novel sale that we do is we got a big collection of used graphic novels. And we always put those half price books. So we have a new, there's a lot of the, the 50% off books that we've had, but we have a lot of new ones as well. So people that haven't been in here in a few weeks will find some new graphic novels to peruse at, at a discount. And then often we will, sales will include those books. So you cool. never know when if you're getting a book you're looking for for 25% nice. of you know what you're looking for. Yeah. So. So come on down on Saturday. It looks like sales, free comic books. All sorts of stuff like that. Free comic sales? Free comic sales. So, talking about uh, books. Wait a oh, minute. There's Uh-oh. the eBay sound. Counter offer. Counter offer. 2750. 28. 28. 28. <laughs> is it 28? Yeah. Just do that's, it. I'm going to do it. It's a dollar less. Right. Well, sucker. no, it's the same. That's that's what he it's wants. It's the same. For it. It's him saying. Oh, I thought he was asking 29 saying, for it. Him saying, no, this. <laughs> no, I want 28. Well, then why did, why did you He's like, right. listen, I already know I'm the cheapest one on the site, so just give me the 28. No doubt. Right, because there's 17 with bids. 59 by it now. So so then you just filter to, let's do this. I hope this is entertaining to yeah, you. Yeah, guys. I was playing on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> see. Sold items. Filling holes in our collection I will collection say this eBay. about eBay, though. Um, we gather a lot of what the value of things that we have in a store off of eBay. And we don't just look at it and go, oh, hey, somebody's trying to sell it for 500 bucks. Yeah. There's a process. And, right. and if you guys don't know the process, I will give a little insight. Filter to sold. Right. Before you decide how much you're going to ask for something. And, so, and the reason is, is because when you do that, you can see what people are actually paying for the item versus what somebody, some crazy, yes, haphazardly pie in the sky lists the item for. Right, right. Because, yeah, you can list a, a comic that came out yesterday for $200 on eBay, but is anybody really going to pay that? Probably not. So they're going so, anywhere between 29 and or 20 Sorry, twenty two and twenty nine to thirty nine dollars. I would say just get it. So yeah, twenty bucks, just, okay. just get free it. shipping. Ten bucks shipping. Ooh, but that means it better come perfect. Yeah, but what if it doesn't? Yeah, I'll think about it. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, you have like what twenty four hours to yeah. yeah to respond to the offer. Yeah, the counter offer is a twenty four hour right. deal. Well, I hope that was fun, guys. So, what did we all read this week? So our that's what I was to say is our book of the week was. Is that pronounced maestro? It's maestro. 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 Yeah. Like the a maestro. maestro. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's a maestro. Um, so who wants to who wants to hit this first? Uh, you want to hit this first, Jason? Um, I think our resident Hulk fan should hit it first. I um, can. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you're talking about him. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about Yeah, the guy that you're pointing at that nobody can see him. Yeah, him, 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 Chris. Chris <laughs> Losak, the, the, the Hulk guy. He's got a Hulk on his arm. It's a tattoo. It's not just like the word growth. I have a Hulk in here. <laughs> Pointing to my heart. Is that a heart growth? <laughs> I just have a bad temper like the Hulk. That's why he resonates with me pretty well. You know, if your heart's right. too big, that's a, that's a pretty serious issue, Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can that die. True. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so, so, so Maestro is it's an Elseworlds future story Hulk that happened, God, what was it, 10 years ago? Um, in Ultimate, right? Ultimate? Was it Ultimate? Ultimate? Uh, Maestro? I thought it was in uh, Old Man Logan. No, no, that's a whole different thing. Oh, okay. Um, 
the, the basis of Maestro is that the Hulk saw a future version of himself. And it's this future imperfect, isn't it? Is that isn't what it is? The, I think so. And he basically is running the show. He's intelligent, and he's kind of the ruler of this future land that the Hulk has visited. Um, we never got a whole bunch of background. It was a great story, uh, one that I haven't read in quite some time, but we never really knew why or what or how. We just knew it happened, and then it went back to Hulk being Hulk. Peter David was the writer. Uh, Peter David did a 12-year stint on the Hulk, um, the longest Hulk run. I saw, I saw Peter David's name like when I opened it on the credits page, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bring back Peter David to do Hulk stuff here and there. Didn't he do the one where the, the Spider-Man... Um, oh. Was that him? I don't remember if that was him. The Spider-Man but I know they brought Hulk him. Concert. Yeah, yeah. I know they brought him They brought him in to do like one-shots here and there. Remember those, he did like, a recent one-shot, for sure, too. Or last year, they did all those, like, or rather earlier one. this year, they did all those, like, those like throwback one shots. Yes, Marvel did yes. all those. I think Peter David did the Hulk one of that. It would make sense for sure because the Hulk and Peter David are almost hand in hand. I mean, he twelve years in a book, you're going to create a character, right? You know, you're going to set a baseline for what people expect from that character, yeah. and then it everybody else grows and builds off of that. But you never really lose twelve years of character building. No, you you build so much, you, right. you fine tune into what what makes it tick. Right, exactly. And Peter David was the one who created the Maestro Hulk in the first place, so it would only make sense for him to be in charge of of writing the story. Because right. what yeah. this story is, folks, is it's his, his basically, it's a prequel. It's how Maestro Hulk becomes Maestro Hulk. Um, because he's just the Hulk before that. And so this, this story gives us a baseline as to what caused him to change, because he's definitely different. You know, Hulk, usually, the reason I'm empathetic to the character is he wants to be left alone. You know, he it's not by choice that he hulks out. And for the most part, when he hulks out, he's not consciously there. The Hulk is in charge. And often the Hulk's a dummy. So he's just a rage monster. And Bruce Banner doesn't know what happens whilst that is going on you know? right he blacks out because right. hulk takes over and there are moments where he remembers and there's moments where he sees what's going on and there's those from those, the inside yeah yeah, yeah. And those the the i really like when they do those issues where they actually have conversations what was like, the most oh the absolute carnage hulk that oh, just happened yeah, was yeah. fantastic was they, should, they did a very good one. job of showing there's bruce banner and he's sitting there, and he's talking to somebody. And it looks like he's talking to you. It turns out later, he, I'm not going to spoil it, but he's talking to an entity that joins them. It's actually really cool. But you you see Cro-Magnum Hulk, which is kind of the immortal Hulk, like the Hulk that's happening right now. Then you see, <laughs> the funniest part is Mr. Fix-It. And if you're not familiar with Mr. Fix-It, he's the Gray Hulk. He's a little bit um, less powerful, but he's smart enough to, to function as a person while in the Grey Hulk persona. So if any, any anybody does not know, the Hulk originally was supposed to be Grey. And right. by the third issue of the original Hulk run, they realized that the ink wouldn't, wouldn't carry the Grey and it would turn him green. So they just went with green. But originally he was supposed to be Grey. So then in the 80s, they brought back the Grey Hulk and gave him a different persona, Mr. Fix-It. 
and Mr. Fixit, there's a great Wolverine number seven cover in Wolverine Volume Two, where there, where it's Patch, where nobody knows that Wolverine's Patch, and nobody <laughs> knows that Hulk is Mr. Fixit, even though everybody knows because that's the dumbest thing and ever. They, they're dressed up. They're dressed yeah, up in white in, tuxedos yeah, with uh, bow ties. It's a fantastic cover, one of my favorite covers for yeah. sure, especially in that Volume Two run of Wolverine. Um, and Wolverine, you know, Wolverine's not fooled because he can smell him. Right, and, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. he makes a point. He's like, "Dude, you're dumb. Nobody's falling for this thing." <laughs> and the Hulk is like, "Really, really? You're telling me that nobody's falling for my thing? But you're so, a short guy like, with too much hair and claws. Well, you mean Wolverine and nobody knows you're Wolverine? Patch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wolverine so, with an eye patch. Like, All right, Wolverine with an eye patch. Who's fooling who here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like he's calling the kettle black. You know, it's just it's the same <laughs> dang so thing. Funny. It's a great run. I think it's only two issues where they. They do a thing, and, and they, they do it in Madripoor, or Maripoor, Madripoor. Madripoor. I've, I've always called it Madripoor, which is like, um, basically, it's Marvel's Gotham in a way, where it's the seedy underbelly of oh, Marvel okay. town. It's its own country that right. has, like, right. no laws. Right. It's, it's, it's Marvel's way of doing whatever they want without having yeah. people question the laws that would make sense. Marvel is set, I mean, Marvel is supposed to be, like, the world outside your window, right? But they right. are not shy about just like creating wholly fictional places on right the when they need to, like yeah. Gotham, Metropolis. Oh, that's DC. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Madripoor, Wondagore, the Crick- Savage Land. Crick- Never heard of any of those. Places. An entire fictional Crick- country named Wakanda. <laughs> In Genosha. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a few of those places, absolutely, but not all of them are fake. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that's the that's what calls to a lot of people to Marvel. Is right. you know you can, it makes sense. It's not this Wonderland of this metropolis. It's freaking New York, you right? Know? And it's, it's not a Wonderland. It's New York. Yeah, yeah. like those addresses this, uh, exist. You know, right? People go go there to see them. I'm reading this great book called Slugfest right now. That's about the history of the competition between DC and Marvel. Really, and one of the things that's really s- stood out in that book is that isn't the slug a dynamite comic though? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, that's really st- stood out is how little DC understood why Marvel was catching up with them in the 60s and then eventually overtaking them. They just didn't understand why people liked Marvel comics because in their minds the 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 writing was like not how you write comics and the art was like they thought the art was bad. Like imagining, imagine looking at a Jack Kirby book and being like, "Look at this hack! Oh, this guy doesn't <laughs> Steve Ditko. What a yeah. fool! He doesn't know what this. These lines are all natural and real. That doesn't make any That's, sense." What? Yeah. So they would they would have these meetings where they would they would have all these marble marble books out on the table and they they would look at the covers. They would look at like what like what colors were on the cover or how many speech bubbles were on the cover. And they would try to duplicate that sort Very of thing. cathartic look at it. Yeah. Right. Like, but they didn't read the books to <laughs> see what was different. Well, you can't read the book. That's a competitor. Yeah, exactly. like, it's just a story. We make those up, but we're fine. I'll tell you that I was, as a, as a, as a kid, I was drawn to Marvel more because of the, the story content and the art. The stories were more adult. Yeah. It wasn't like this ridiculous, cheesy nonsense that I felt that DC was. I know I'm wrong in some moments where there's great DC stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. um, but I was more compelled. When Chris Claremont wrote X-Men, I was like, wow, this is intricate. It's it's adult-ish. It makes me feel smarter. Um, it just made more sense where 
you know, every single DC book I read was a one-line thing where you were like, oh, I'll go save the day because that's what heroes do. That's yeah. A, that's a Marvel thing. Because now, that's but. what heroes do. Um, <laughs> no more there. But That's actually funny. I, I actually have something to say about that kind of uh, with the Maestro book. But the Hulk is actually a great example of like the what set Marvel apart from DC in the Silver Age in the '60s. It's that like they were relatable. Like Marvel's characters were relatable. They had problems. They lived in a world that looked like the world that the readers were living in, and people were able to connect with that more. And so when DC was seeing DC DC was seeing sell through rates, so like. Periodicals are sold on a returnable, returnable basis, so the sell-through rate is how many of the books that are shipped to stay out. Yeah, shipped to. Um, oh, gotcha. Shipped to newsstands yeah, yeah. would actually sell. Like how many of that would actually sell versus how many were getting returned to the distributor. Right. And DC was seeing sell-through rates of about thirty-five to forty percent, whereas Marvel was seeing sell-through rates of like. 70 to like 85 percent wow, that's significant that's yeah like right. double yeah so while that's crazy so while marvel was selling less units technically than dc they were having far more success with their books than dc was hmm. interesting spider-man is another great example of it if not right. the best example of how a youth can relate to a character you know we all grew up as nerds i'm sure many people who are listening grew up as nerds or, or some form of a nerd and maybe we got bullied sometimes. Um, I know I certainly did at moments. Uh, Spider-Man was that guy. You know, he was smart. Most people who read comic books are pretty intelligent. And and he got bullied all the time. And that really resonates with a lot of us. We, we understand, hey, I'm the smart kid. I don't get the girl. The jock guy gets the girl. And that's not necessarily now in today's climate, which is great. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what is it? Smart's the new gangster. I don't know if you ever heard that before. It's a fantastic quote. Sounds like a song lyric. (laughs) It is, actually. That's where I got it from. I wasn't going to go into all that, but yeah, it's I I DJ in one of my songs. You you bring up a really interesting point about that, and that's, 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 so like nerd is the new normal and kind of on top right now. Right. And that's why I try and be super inclusive to everybody that no matter what book you like, you like it, and that's cool. If I hate it, it, that doesn't matter. And because we are, we are not fans of gatekeeping, right? The, because uh, there are there are some gatekeepers that, uh, like you're you're doing what happened to you back in middle right, school, right? Right? Knock right. It it's off. like a revenge thing, right? So like, oh, this is how it was for me, so it's going to be how right. it is for you, exactly. and we do not support that whatsoever because no. God, that was awful. Right? Being bullied yeah. sucks. Also, it turns out gatekeeping is kind of bad for business. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that too. I'm not going to say anything bad about any other comic book store in town, but there are some people who come to the shop because they were treated poorly at another shop. Right, and I think that happens in kind of any business. You know what I mean? Certainly. You go to certain businesses, and you just you're like, I I wanted something else. They gave me X, Y, and Z. And that may happen to some people here too. You know, and right. they may go to other shops because of that. You never know. Right. You but know. I do my best. Jason does his best. Yeah. Yep. Really Everybody here does their best to make sure that that doesn't happen. And when I'm here, I do my best too. I'm not an actual employee, <laughs> but there's so many times you guys are like super busy. And that could be one thing. It's like you're super busy and somebody gets, 
mm-hmm. accidentally ignored or something, and then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, I'm not coming back. Like, right. when, if I'm standing here and somebody's looking at something or wanting to see something, I'm always like, hey, man, can I help you? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Um, well, sometimes today. people have people have approached you, right, right. somebody who works here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they saw uh, you talking to us earlier, and they assume you also work here. It's a comfort thing, too. Yeah. If you're comfortable in a spot, that you resonate that, and some people pick up on that. Exactly. Um, I can't tell you, and this is a terrible story, but I can't tell you how many times I've been in Target and or Walmart, and I'm just, you know, I'm just searching for stuff, and people are like, hey, can you tell me where so-and-so is? I'm like, I'm not wearing a Walmart shirt, but yes, it's on L7. It's over Thanks, there. have a good day. <laughs> Every time I'm in Target, I just, I, don't do that. I get so upset that I decided to the wear Target a red thing, shirt The Target thing, I was usually wearing a red shirt. pants. But the Walmart thing, there was no rhyme or reason. People right. were just like, saw me... Yeah. For whatever reason, assumed that I was Man, whatever. We are. <laughs> Maestro. That doesn't happen to me very much because I am an introvert. And so to exude that outgoing thing is like, that takes effort for mm-hmm. me. Right, so right, like right. after a day of, of working here and trying to put that vibe out, it's exhausting for me. So I go home. And I just don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> or I go or I go shopping and I just have my headphones in and I don't want to talk to anyone. You can't find something and you're like, I'm Excuse not me, asking sir, your for shirt's help. on fire. Don't bother me. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, sure, your pants are off. <laughs> don't pants bother are, me. Don't bother me. Um But you're welcome. Like like self checkouts were like the best thing. Oh, to absolutely. Ever be you don't have to talk me. to nobody or yeah. nothing. You I can you mean I can go in and out of Target and I never have to speak to a soul. <laughs> However, it sucks to not have good customer service. If you're there, people should be talking to you. And that's why when right. people approach me, they're like, hey, do you know where this is? I'm not going to say no. I mean, if, right. unless I don't know. And I'll be like, I don't work here, but, you know. Uh, it all kind of depends on what you off. want as a customer, too. Because I don't go to Target or Walmart because I want a one-on-one personal touch. Right. Thing. Uh, that's true. I go there because I want to go to where I'm, where the thing is that I need, and I want to buy it, and I want to get out of there. But if you don't know where it is... It's nice to have somebody who knows where it is and, and in a delightful manner. Right. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And I don't work here, but if, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you know I'm in the store and you want me to help you out. And they I'll, totally know what you look like. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> well, there's he's the guy with hair and pants. He's the guy with... <laughs> right. He's the guy on the podcast who has hair and a beard oh, and sh- wears t-shirts. What the... Bro... <laughs> That's all of us. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a shirt I'd be beard. the one that has a, a beer in his beard? hand because I'm not on the clock. <laughs> but we digress. Oh, we, so much digression. We, we right digest now. so much. So we just took so, a Roadrunner rail all the way to Santa Fe and back yeah, on we our sidetrack. Um, so, so let's talk about Maestro again. Um, right. Creative team. We talked about Peter David, and that's how we kind of got off the rails. Yeah, who is the artist? About, I think it's it's Herman Peralta. Herman okay. Peralta, I yeah. think is how you pronounce it. It could also be German Peralta or Powell Peralta. Yeah, it's it's spelled German, but there's a... Yeah, Herman is a typical yeah. name there. Um, he's done Thanos. He's done Cable. He's done Man-Thing. Nice. He's done both Green Lantern and uh, Green Arrow, and those were recent. And this, He's this done a book, lot of stuff. This book, uh, Maestro, looks amazing. He's done a ton yeah, of I don't know his name. This book but looks great. Look at that picture. Right. Yeah. His face. It's so good. So so it's, like we said, this is going to be a prequel to the Maestro storyline, something we've never gotten before. Um, basically, he's spending time with his family, and then he notices that his family is a little off. And then it turns out that he's been in a stasis-type situation. It's a post-apocalyptic or, you know... It's it's in the future from where we are now, 
but it's pre the Maestro storyline, which you may be familiar with. Right, it's like the beginnings that. of what set Right, right. Down it's like uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. It's before the Walking Dead show, but it's it's very good. Um, I enjoyed the pacing. The the interesting part is, you know, they they're using the Avengers and his friends to kind of keep him calm. Um, I think they did in, in the Matrix where they have to keep them kind of like the re- the whole reason the Matrix exists is because the human nature will kick out the programming if they're not okay with it. If right. they notice something's Once weird, they start thinking about it too much, right, and then all of a sudden they'll come up. out of their hibernation or whatever it's called. Okay, and so it's kind of the same same idea, same concept right? in this where he's been occupied, so to speak, by his family. And then when his family starts to freak out, they try to send in the Avengers, which is still a mental construct as well. I love the uh, the 404 message. So that's what I was going to say is yeah. when I said, oh, shit, when she responded, HTTP 404. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, Hulk. Fitz about to hit the Shan because yeah. <laughs> like the Hulk is coming out of, of, of hibernation, basically. And he certainly does. And what's cool is, you know, the pages start with him looking like your typical uh, early 90s, late 80s style Incredible Hulk, large, green, clean cut. And just defined. like a, in like a skin tight white t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like The Rock. He looks like The Rock, but green. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I don't know see if you've ever seen The Rock in a shirt, but it's always skin tight. And uh, Oh, I thought that was his shirt. That's his skin. <laughs> to, the, to the point where you're like, how did he get into that? Like right. how how, was, how do you manage to painted that on? Yeah, every so, time it's just it's just a removable shirt by ripping it off and throwing it away. So, so kind of building on like you're saying is you know the family was there and and that's what the program itself is messing up and that's why it exactly. responded that some way. kind of glitch um, in the system. So and this is a this is a comic book review show so spoilers. Um, there will be not some big, mild, spoilers. mild spoilers. Not big. We're not going to tell you how he dies. At the end. I mean, oh, 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 whoopsie, in the first issue. <laughs> whoopsie Daisy. Yeah, um, <laughs> the main protagonist so is killed in the first issue. When uh, when the Avengers show up to help calm him down, yes, and Black still Widow, a construct. Black Widow, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Black Widow shows up and she says, "Sun's getting real low." <laughs> is that is that? From that's from the movies, or only no, from the movies. Yeah, yeah, that's that straight from the movies. Okay. That's yeah, that's, that's a, them poking fun at the MCU. They were really. Doing it, it, it may okay. not be like, oh, that's stupid, but it's it's one of those it's, things. It's harkening back. Harkening. This right, is how we out. calm him. Right. 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 Exactly. Okay. I wasn't sure if there's. Like Thor some... does it in Ragnarok too. Oh, does he? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, yeah, yeah. That movie's got so many hilarious moments, but that's really one of the funniest parts where he tries to pull a Black Widow, and he's like. What? He punches the crap it's out like, of him. One, you're not a hot redhead. Yeah, so you're not stop. a hot redhead at all. You're right. no Scar Joe, dude. Those the the Hulk Thor like fighting all the time is something I really like. I don't know why. Well, here's the thing. But, I mean, they're well matched. Right. Eventually, the Hulk should be able to beat the crap out of him, but at the same time, Thor should be able to crap beat the crap out of the Hulk. Speaking right. of Thor, uh, Hernan. Uh, Hernan Peralta here draws a great classic Thor in this. Book. Yes, yes. So yeah. Walt Simonson it's era Thor. Great. Yeah. And and then the Hulk just throws him like a like a like a rag like doll. A rag doll, yeah. Well, was this great yeah. Avengers shot? Like, it's like exactly it's the, what the original, Avengers like the original like. one. Kind of, Wolverine, except for Wolverine, yeah. and there's a giant man. And keep in mind that Black Widow was not an original. Yeah. Well, Vision was, was not. Neither was, Vision. was Scarlet I just Witch mean, or the Vision. Yeah. I just mean. I just meant it like looks, the way they're standing. Right. Yeah. Wolverine's the only one that stands out here, but the reason Wolverine's in there. Is because they have a storied history. Yeah, yeah. And Wolverine, right. Wolverine would be one of those guys that could potentially talk to Bruce Banner or the Hulk 
more so, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And try and be like, hey, dude, like, chill out, like, bro. Listen, Calm. I understand why you're pissed, but you yeah. can't break this stuff. Right. Then there's this next page, a splash page, where he wakes up. And it's fantastic. It's so And good. if you remember the Maestro's design, he's, he's, he's grizzled, he's old, he's got this, like, Ahab beard, you know, like the, the Abe Lincoln beard where he, no, no right. mustache, you know, and, and he's got that, but it's not grayed yet. It's just like that because he's been in stasis for, for God knows how long. So he, he escapes and then they send in Modoc to kind of like, <laughs> Hey bro, like dude, chill out. Does anybody know what Modoc means? Yes. Well, they, because I read it, but I also, right. I, I mean, I remember. Yeah. I have I an like, issue with it. No, go ahead. Oh, I don't. I don't have it memorized. Okay, but. it is mental organism designed only for killing. <laughs> now, is, so Modok so, is was it nineteen sixty when he? Oh was yeah, created? yeah, he's he's like, an old character. It. But it's stupid though because there's a four in there. So it, it, Modor. Yeah, but you usually you usually put Those, articles in the right in the acronym. I, and I agree with you, but wouldn't oh, only gotcha. stand for that as well, or is only part of it? I mean, only is a proposition, not an article. Right. You guys are nerds, man. <laughs> That's why I love this show. Like, this is exactly what I want to talk well, about. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I will talk. I can tell you about grammar. <laughs> Marvel likes to use acronyms a lot. Right. And there's nothing and they're wrong fun. with that. Shield, no, 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 of course. No, especially when you can <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy, shield and I'm the guy who's aim. reading comics, and I'm like, well, that's in the passive voice. Or I read a comic, <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, oh, that's a lettering error. That shouldn't be punctuated that way. Yeah, and I catch those too, but not probably not as well as you do. So are you saying there about was Modoc? one in the book I'm talking about that was they left a quotation mark on the end, but it's not on the front of anything. Oh, so, so it's, it's just not like quoting an, anything. Yeah, it's just like on it's the like ending me putting up. Mark. Was it in this Maestro book? No, it was oh. in the book I'm going to talk about. Okay, we'll get to it. That happens, guys. Um, there's still human yeah. error within comics. Absolutely, books, correct. Which is great because that means it's still done by humans. Right. And as exactly. far as lettering errors go, I'd rather have that than like the speech bubble pointed at the wrong person, which right. happens a lot What were we talking about community. last week where like the person, it was uh, Bliss. So it was two weeks ago. We were talking about the comic Bliss and one of the characters doesn't have hair and then does have hair. No, that was uh, you uh, read Black it. Magic. Black Magic. Yeah. It, no, it was 13 or 12. Yeah, it, it was super weird. And it turns out maybe it's because they were shape shifting to try and maybe but i don't think so it's just like screwed up so. that seems like a huge it Rucka does issue, right it it's does. Rucka book, right greg Rucka? yeah greg Rucka. that seems like a big issue well that's greg... an art that's an art that's a concept right but i mean right. greg Rucka. but it, the, who's stuff? the artist greg Rucka is the writer and well my argument is editorial should have got that right no absolutely yeah, yeah. there's there's plenty of people like, what are many hands for? touch that book right but it happens i never make a mistake on instagram <laughs> no. <laughs> so tell me about Modok again. Where oh yeah, Modok. Uh, so Modok's a classic character, um, designed only for killing. He is, he's legitimately there, and he he says this kind of funny thing where he's like, "Oh man, I forgot you were even down here." And what that <laughs> right. means is basically they've got, and they haven't explained it yet, but they've got a ton of heroes and other people in stasis, cryogenic freeze, or whatever you want to call it, and Modok is. In charge of it, it seems, or he's one of well, the liaisons. It's, it's, it's an aim base, is what it is. Okay, you're yeah. right. Yeah, There's so because the aim guys full come of, out. Right. lots of beekeepers in this issue. Um, <laughs> I love aim though. I, aim is one of those. Whenever they pop up in a comic, they make me smile because their costumes look so dumb. They're they're ridiculous, <laughs> and, bright yellow, and like they look like it's Austin Powers, with like old, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely, big old helmets. Um, I like this, and this is. One of the things I should mention is this is an old Modoc, so 
It's Mohawk right. with some. He's like on in years. He's grain. He's got more? he's like he's got wrinkles, and he's got like old man eyebrows, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, all <laughs> super long and over long. his eyes, and all the like metal on his on his like. And that's that's to show you or whatever how is all long. Right, and it's, Hulk long even it's says something. And... He's like, because Hulk is narrating right. this book as well as talking via the book, and even while he's narrating, he's like, man, he looks old. This right. is weird. Uses, and that's basically telling you, oh, time has passed. He uses the word ghastly. Ghastly, yeah. Ghastly. ghastly. So needless to say, Modoc's like, hey, dude, this is what's going on, and that's the basic premise is, okay, Hulk's been in stasis, Everybody's been in stasis. Now we're about to find out. And he tells a story. And I'm not going to tell you what, but the splash page of the event, it's a two, it's a two panel splash page. And it's freaking awesome. It um, is. Some real uh, Terminator 2 vibes. It's total Terminator yeah. 2, like kids on a playground. Well, the- but what's cool is that you can see that this is Moscow because that's Glasgow over there. And oh, so gotcha. he's talking about, you know, it happened in America and then they rebuttaled and. Russia or vice versa. And so you get the seed. Oh, this is it. And then they talk about the Black Scythe, who is the organization that caused basically the world to end. Um, this this book's going to be super valuable because it's the first appearance of the Black Scythe. Oh, is it? Yeah, speculators, grab this book. Speculators, speculators come by the, round come up. By six <laughs> I was just going to do it. You, oh, you took my thunder. Um, so one thing I do want to touch on is, is that you're talking about because every, if you know anything about Maestro, it is the future thing with the post-apocalyptic blah, 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 blah. Um, one of the things I really liked when Hulk went out, he said, wouldn't the heroes have stopped this? Yeah, yeah. And, and you can feel the tone about it, like how it was written. Is They're really talking about us right now. Yes, they're talking about where are our heroes stopping. Oh, that okay. was no, Go they, ahead, no. Sorry. You're, you're absolutely right. It's Peter David does this. Okay. Peter David, you know, when you spend 12, 12 years on a book, you're gonna inject some of your personal opinion. You're gonna inject political Which issues. At I the time. like. I know some people are like, keep politics out of my comics. Well, they, no, that's garbage, man. People makes forget that politics have been in politics have been comics day one. from the beginning, guys. Right. Yeah. Where, why do you think war books? War comics existed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It was propaganda. Right. You know, I mean, how many times was Cap fighting a Nazi? How many times did he beat up Hitler? You know, like these things I were. I would like to put in the opinion that I'm always for Cap fighting Nazis. Me, Me too. too. Me too. Let's let's get more Captain Cap America issue yeah. one. He's punching Hitler in if the face. A, if they put the cover. face if they put out a, If they put out a comic that was just like pin up. Splash pages of just Captain America punching Hitler in the face over and over again. <laughs> Dear Marvel, I would pay ten. We need for it. Yeah. Golden Age heroes punching Hitler punching in the Hitler, face yeah. for over a whole and book. over. They could even vary it up where, like, you know, he's in a different locale every time he's punching Hitler in the face. And sometimes yeah. he's using on the left hand. Maybe every once in a while it's an uppercut. Could sometimes be a kick. Left kick a, to the dome. Sometimes it's that move where he's got For the sure. shield and he sort of backhands the guy yes, with the shield. Yes, dude. We need this to happen yeah, I, right now. We could have Wolverine doing it to be, you know. Dear you know, comic book artists, <laughs> start, start doing some we stuff. We can get Aaron us. Campbell to do this book. Oh, uh, he's uh, on yeah. board already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so so to your point, Chad. Um, Peter David puts social conscious points in his book. There's one whole page where that's pretty much all it is. Three panels, and he's just like, they could have done something about this, but they didn't do anything about. 9-11. They didn't right. do anything about school the Holocaust. Shootings. They didn't do anything about all the killings right. in all the different schools. He, br- Sandy he Hook brings and things like all that. that stuff right. Up. He brings these things up so that 
this is a heavy book. Well, and, and he makes sure you know that it's going to be heavy at moments. He's talking about like, okay, this happened in spite of the heroes, but there are a lot of things that the heroes really can't do anything about. Right. right. Like, what's a superhero going to do about school shootings? Well, and that's that's in this the way I interpret it, and I know that you know we can whatever, but the way I interpret it is that we are the heroes. It's up to each and every single one of us to to Whoa. stand up and wait. And I'm a hero. You are. Oh. You can be. You I wouldn't say be. you are yet. I'm gonna stand up. <laughs> Don't stand shout. up. Oh, what? Oh. Don't do that because too then far the, from the mic. Too far from the gotcha. mic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and that would be quite. But I I personally think that that's what that touches on, and that's why I like characters like Captain America. That's why I like I do like the Hulk because yes. that emotional reaction that he has, because we are just human, and we can turn into these monsters sometimes. Right, right, right. Like, Absolutely. Give me a Snickers bar and I'll be fine. But um, I, I really that's what Clever. I took away from it. You're not is yourself that when you're going to reach out. That's right. That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I took away from it is him touching on that is is telling you we're all heroes. We we are responsible we totally for these something. problems. We are the only ones that can fix it. Because this is fantasy. Right. And I will say the book ends well. It's a great first issue, in my opinion, for what we are to expect. There's no nothing insane about the book. You're not going to get your mind blown by this book. This is a good, solid first issue. Oh, yeah. For, a, I believe it's a six-issue mini. I think where, so. I hope so. So I'd like to throw in a, a way to sort of evaluate comics in this, and that's like... We talk about a lot of number ones on this podcast so far. So, like, will you? I I know that your answer to this question, Chris, because you're a Hulk guy. But like, are you gonna pick up the next issue of this? Is this if, something you're interested? Let me put it like this: If read? this was a giant man book, I would still read it. I would still read the second issue to see where it goes. Gotcha. Would Does you that have, make sense? Would you yeah. have picked up this book if it was a giant man book? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, being that I read everything that comes in the door, yes. Being um, outside True. of that. So, well, try to separate yourself right, from, right. from Chris, the, the comic book store manager, or just Chris, the comic book reader. If like, I was told by a, a well-competent podcast group <laughs> that I should read this book, I absolutely do. Well, you? and I think that's why my, my point of view is valuable here, like what you're saying, right? Because I, I am the consumer. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I did not put this on my list, and I thought about put, putting it on my pull list, but I didn't. I don't know a whole lot about Maestro. I don't know if I like that character or not because I wasn't around when it was created. I just I didn't get into it right away. So Maestro's so, super powerful, super smart, and he basically rules the world, right? In his version, like, and so when future timeline, yeah, when this came up as being the book of the week that we all were going to read and talk about, I was like, okay, cool. At least I can check it out. Like I'm, I'm on for the series now. Yes, I'm like, yes. I want to it's read good this enough whole to thing. So I'll put you down for Maestro, Chad. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> and I love how this podcast. Every time it's like we're signing you <laughs> yes, up for more, right? Subscribe yep. to this book. <laughs> Ching. Um, for me, going into this book, I wasn't. I if I was just a comic book customer, I wouldn't have picked this. But up. you're not a huge Hulk fan. But I'm not a Hulk guy, and I'm not a book. Of, I'm not a big fan of books. Like solo books about villains, that just doesn't interest me that much. He's not so, a villain, villain though. That's the weird Maestro? thing about Maestro. True, but I mean, you know, you he's could, a fallen hero. But okay. when you see like you know, the Hulk's rogue, Hulk rogue gallery, a lot of times you see Maestro. Maestro's in there list. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maestro's I mean, in there. Um, there's, I think the tagline is Hulk's 
the return of Hulk's greatest enemy himself or something like that. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, that's basically what it boils down to is he is fed up with whatever happens in this continuing story and he becomes the maestro, which is a dude who doesn't take any, you know, any crap and he will do whatever it takes to make sure that his reign does not end and his ideals will continue. It just occurred to me that Donny Cates did in his Thanos run basically this, where Thanos goes to the future and meets like a meaner, smarter version of himself in the <laughs> future. That's somehow. Yeah. <laughs> the meanest. And this is, and Hulk, and Maestro is, Hulk goes, sees the future and it's a meaner, smarter <laughs> version of himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, in absolutely. the future. Yeah. Fair. So, so I think we all agree that it's readable, and we will continue to read this book. Not only readable, it's super enjoyable. I so loved it. I'm actually a little bit of a dissenter on this. Okay. Um, Love that. It's not that this book isn't good. It's a well-put-together book. I think the art in it's great. The writing's great. Um, I just, I read so many books already, and this is a book about a villain. And I'm not super into that. That being said, I... I I read this book because, not because I had to, in quotes, <laughs> but I read this book because it was part of my job and I enjoyed it. And that's great, but just as like... There's an, plenty of comics we read that we don't enjoy. Though. Yeah, right, absolutely. Like, there's like books, Sublime. I read a lot of bad, and I read a lot of bad first issues. Um, yeah, it happens. It happens. Even Marvel, even in DC. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Marvel, actually. Yeah, there's less, you know... Number one's popping up in DC here's every week. The, yeah, but. And, and here's the thing, though. There's so much in Marvel. There's so many books. Of course they're going to miss every once in a while. Oh, yeah. You know? We're not... Oh, yeah. They're not immune to perfection. Neither they is can't Image all, Comics. Neither they is can't Image. all be bangers. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, I if the week that number two comes out is a light week, I'll probably check it out. But if it's a heavy week, I'm probably going to stop after one. Okay. Understandable. Yeah, I just... I, I'm not a Hulk guy. I'm not a villains guy. So this will be similar, I think, to the uh, last night on Earth, though, where there will be a ton of Easter egg right. things and a ton of, oh, you know, the specter is this weird blob of Earth yeah. now. And it's it's the like old that. man Logan thing where right. yeah, you're in this hellscape, but there's a lot of. Right. Which I love, you know, all the Elseworld stuff, all the what if stuff when I was a kid. I love all those storylines. So yeah, yeah. I and like and like I said, the, the that like this isn't a bad book. Like I'm not saying it's a bad book. Right. It's just not for you. The, it's just not necessarily my thing, and so it'll have to be kind of a light week for me to pick up number two. Cool. Fair enough. What book did you read that you wanted to bring to the table then that you are more so, into? So this book, my book this week is a book called Dead Day. This is issue two. Uh, it's by a writer named Ryan Per Perot or Perot. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that. Perot. Perot. Well, it's R -R his comic book, so it's there's it's two R's Perot's and two comic T's. Book. Anyway, um, and then a artist with an Eastern European name <laughs> that I am not going to try because I don't want to just just slaughter it. Bornekov. Bor Bornekov. I think Bornekov? is how you say the last one, but I have no idea how to say that first name. Uh, yeah, but please look this up and see who's on this book because this is this is a great book. And it's from Aftershock. It's from publisher Aftershock, cool. which is a publisher that it's a newer publisher that really Chris and I have been talking about for 
a year now or yeah. over a year now. Yeah. They're just putting out solid stuff. Nice. They're in they're it's I I'm, believe it's crew I believe it's all creator owned. It's a small publisher that's just putting out indie books. And the the level of storytelling from a large portion of their books has just been great. I'm giving Aftershock the image treatment where I pretty much buy some of every single book. Every title that that they solicited, I'm going to get some of. Okay. Just because I don't want to miss something. Every, not every single one, but almost every single book that has come out of Aftershock, at least in the last six months, has been not only good, but superb. There's been a few misses, a few not greats, but very few and far between. I've loved everything Aftershock's been doing lately. Nice. Yeah, it's... I've loved less of it. There's definitely been stuff that I've been like, ah, okay, this isn't great. But this book, I think, is really well and is really well put together. Tell us about how we felt about the first one. So the first issue, so the basic premise here is Dead Day, which is the namesake of the book, is this holiday every year in the world of this comic where the dead come back to life. Okay. And it's not, the cover of the first issue kind of leads you to think, oh, this is just another zombie book. But it came out right the same week as Year Zero from Upshot yeah, 2, right? Yeah, so it was like two zombie books in the same week. Woo! Yay, I'm taking these home to read. <laughs> um, one of them I enjoyed, the other I did not. Um, but anyway, this Year is, Zero isn't bad, but it felt... It's not bad. It's, it's The Walking Dead. But no just compared bad. to this book, it's just not... It's just there's so much... Although it's not maybe... Maybe it's not fair to compare them because this book is not a zombie book. Right. It's more so the dead come back to life, but they're totally cognizant. They they're fully functioning. They're as they were when they died. They're back to life. They're not reanimated. Yeah, they're okay. not the living dead. They're, they're right. just living. Yeah, right. they're not they're shuffling again. mindless zombies who just want to eat. They are just the people that they were when they died, and they just come out of their graves. Cool. Um, and and this society has built this holiday around it, and you know. They all have their different thing that they want to do on Dead Day. Some of them just, you know, they want to hang out with their family. Some of them have unfinished business that they want to attend to. It was an interesting book. And one of the reasons I like this book is it's like a master class in compelling uh, exposition. Yeah, no, I agree. For me, exposition needs to be organic. It needs to flow in the context of the world. And of the story, I hate when I open up a com a new indie book, and it's literally just like two pages of just blocks of text of just like, "Hey, this is the world we're in." <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the times, and, and 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 it's just the way it is. A lot of times, those books feel that they have to punch out all that exposition as fast as possible so that the story carries, and they make it within the six issues or whatever to get their point across. But that doesn't mean it's okay, right? No. And for someone like me who reads a lot of comics, if I'm two pages in and I'm bored already, then like I'm I'm not picking up issue two. You and know we'll, what I mean? We'll start the skim. And I I told you guys with those X Men books, like those big blocks <laughs> of text I didn't do. Stuff. Yeah. There 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 have been other books I have read like that, uh, but it was specifically built that way, and so I knew that going into it. Well, and the, but the Hickman X Men stuff. The blocks of text will usually serve the story. And Did you read Wolverine this week? Not yet. Right away, there's a whole page. Oh, no. Here's the thing, though. It's fantastic. 
okay, it's really good. Yeah, it, it's just pros. It's just yeah. like Wolverine right. pros. And you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, I can read this. Right. And at first, I, I, I thought of you story. immediately. Because I was like, oh man, Chad's not reading this. <laughs> There's words in here and no pictures? Uh, yep. Chad's going to be mad. <laughs> you know, Chad, sometimes I read whole books that don't have a single picture in them. Anyway, this book, Dead Day, is great. I think the art could be a little better. I think okay. there's there's some facial acting stuff that isn't super great. One of the main characters is just wearing a motorcycle helmet the whole time, which I'm sure is for a story reason. They talk okay. about like about That's three the quarters stick. of the way through. They're like she she wants him to take off the mask, but he won't do it. Yeah, he won't do it. I imagine. My theory is that whatever killed him like messed up his face, and he there's there's several people wearing masks that have yeah. been resurrected. So you know, it's we don't really know yet, but maybe or it could be somebody that she knows in a different context, and they're trying to hide that to help them. Uh, I think it's more that they are the they they don't explain it. So this is just pure speculation, yeah, right? But I think he got shot in the face or something, so okay. he can't show his face. Yeah, I mean it's all story pacing. This is only the second issue, so we're not going to have all the answers in the second right, issue. Right. And that's what's actually beautiful about this book is the exposition isn't in your face narration or like a pirate dude in the side telling you yar har har. Here's how it goes. Yeah, it's it's I the, don't mind that. It's the characters. <laughs> it's the characters telling you about. They're telling you about the world, but in the context of an organic conversation that you could totally imagine these people in this situation had. Like, this is a conversation that they would have. Okay. Um, there is a total, there is a one scene in this issue that is just totally confusing. That, that I'm not sure if it's a, if the art could have been done better or if the script was just confusing to the artist. But it's, it's very, conf- I don't want to spoil anything because I don't. So, there's some, there's different storylines within the book, right? Yeah. And one of them is this woman who has to, some unfinished business with the guy in the biker helmet. She's the main protagonist. It seems like that's the A story in this. Right. Is, is she, she has a family with this guy that she loves, and she's got kids. And this guy is coming back from the dead that I believe they... I, believe, I think they're ex... Boyfriend, girlfriend. Right, right. They were lovers or they yeah. had a relationship. Okay. And so pre-death. She conveys to her husband that like, okay, this is the year we have to get this unfinished business taken care of. So she meets up with this guy on the motorcycle. And at the end of the first issue, they ride off to go take care of whatever they're going to go do. And the husband has issues with it. But she's yeah, like, hey, I would I'm sorry, understandably, just... yeah. It's like you're telling me you're just gonna ride off on a motorcycle with your dead boyfriend. And... You're like, can I at least go with you? Like, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I just weird. gotta stay home with the kids. <laughs> a little, a little um, relationship advice, guys. Trust, trust your loved one. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what's the point of being with somebody? Well, and then if you there's don't some trust stuff them? in this book that she says, where I'm like. Maybe he was a little right to be worried because they have a they have a dialect where where he's like you you went on and you have a life now and I've been dead, you yeah, know. He and gets he's a little, he's mad. a little frustrated about it and it's understandable. I mean, imagine yeah. if you were murdered because that's what all all signs point that he got murdered. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so far I'm not super uh, I'm not super sympathetic with him. No, the storyline that yeah. that they're showing him looks like he was doing the wrong thing. To, to get murdered. Okay. It's, uh, 
the opening of the book is we talked about this this morning is one of the coolest things. Yeah. If anybody's seen Beetlejuice, when you die, you get a little handbook, and then you have to draw a square to make a door, and then you go into the bureaucratic death world. Oh wow! And so they kind of do the same thing in this book, where you come out of the grave and there's a woman behind the desk with some armed guards, and she's like, "Hi, I will. I'm your directory." So anything you need to know, dead person, we can help you with. <laughs> she says, uh, so if you could all make one line and provide me with a first and last name and any social security number you might remember. <laughs> it's it's like a funny. DMV. Like, yeah. right. They set up a like DMV booth in this graveyard as people are crawling out of their graves. I want to I wanna make one point. I'm sorry if, I'm, if you were going to say this. No, um, go for it. The, the dead don't just come alive every year. And it's not all the dead. Okay. And we don't know why or what or how. And they've even said, we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know why it's going to happen. We just know it just happens. it will be happening. Okay. And it's not like every year. But yeah, it's... They, they imply that he, like, this is the first... That he's been dead for like five years or something. I think it was 15. I, I, I could be wrong. But yeah, but maybe he, somebody else was 15. I don't know. Because, I mean, her kids are like... The, the son is like a, like a preteen or something. So it's right. got to be like 15. Right, I think they said fifteen in the book, but I mean that's you know that's not terribly important. But yeah, so he that they they imply that almost like this is like the first year that he's come back. And when he when he meets up with the person he's looking for, they're like, oh, I was wondering when you were finally going to make a dead yeah. day, implying that people don't always come to life. They're not always okay. Every year, everybody doesn't come back to life. There's a process. So like somewhere but it's there's not some grieving widow that's like, maybe it's my time. Exactly. Well, exactly. exactly. And it seems to me like the people of this world don't necessarily understand it either. In the first right. issue, they explain. We don't know why. They have no clue why it happens. It just happens. Interesting. Which that makes pretty it, cool. It makes it really cool. This isn't your typical zombie book. And that's why Jason and I were really, really on top of this book. Honestly, the this book drew me in because it's just... It isn't necessarily the kind of story that would grab me usually. But the book was just done... That first issue was just done so well. That it drew me in, and so I, I picked up the second issue because I just was cu- curious to to keep going with it. Nice. I'm glad I'm glad you decided to talk about it today because it was a book that I almost talked about, except I kind of wanted to discuss my book because of where, how I well, felt about yeah. it. But I wanted to talk about the book that uh, that Stevo was going to talk about. He's not I here. Let's do it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'll just put out an endorsement, uh, guys. Go read. Go read the Donny Cates Thor run that's going on right now. <laughs> oh, I, you sec, haven't caught you, up. You will not be disappointed. I have like four issues. You know how Donny Cates writes everything awesome? Yeah. This does turns, not. Turns out he writes Thor awesome too. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I was, especially issue number six of Thor. There is it a, is off the chain amazing. Oh, there is man. a two-page spread in oh, the centerfold of issue six Louise. that just like made my eyes bug out of my head. Uh, and that's not the only one in that job. book either. No, it, the whole book looks great. There's but... a spoiler cover for Thor number six that that is fantastic as well. I didn't yeah. pick that one up, but it is it's pretty good. Man, Chad, read catch up on Thor I'll so that we can talk Thor. about it. So let's wrap up Dead Day real quick. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So just to close, Dead Day's great. Please check it out. This it's a small time publisher. They need all the help they can get, and I really think that they're churning out really good material. We didn't talk about these guys. Um, I don't want to talk about these guys because okay. it's it's a particular. I, I don't want to. Sp- I want to spoil as little as possible. There's Absolutely. guys in there you want to see. 
the, the front cover has some dudes on it, and they are in the book as well. And it's it's an interesting storyline, and who knows what's going on with that. My guess, though, is it's going to run some parallels with the way some things are happening in the current state of America. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I might want to keep my eye out on for trade, too, when it comes out. Dude, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're definitely yeah. sold out of the first issue because I hand-sold all of them. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. book's great. I mean, we like really, bottle really... bottle-feeding people comic <laughs> yeah, books. I'm like, you have to read this. Like, you told people that this. they have to read this book. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, literally, we were like, this is the best book of the week. That's awesome. Cool. I was super, super excited for all the books this week, honestly. Um, there, there were a lot. My whole stack, I was just chomping at the bit to read them and i mean uh, it so was, what what did you end up uh as long as are you any i guess we did no, wrap no, it up um, with with yeah, our yeah. with our uh our grading system are you going to read number three there you go yeah i'm definitely going to read number three in fact i might i'm pretty sure i'm going to put myself on the card for this because i i don't want to miss an issue that day <laughs> nice right it's uh i'm i'm on board as well it's it's absolutely readable and also um, i like horror congratulations aftershock on finally getting me to subscribe to one of your books. Nice. <laughs> I've, clap, I've clap, grabbed clap, several clap, Aftershock clap. books, but um, this one is, it, it, I don't know if it's top of the pile, but it's up there. Nice. Um, I, I've had one book recently that I, the number one was fantastic, Disaster mm-hmm. Inc. Having and number two kind of made me go, eh. but Having a hard time thinking of an Aftershock book that I'm enjoying. You didn't like this. Disaster Inc., I don't think, did you? Um, Disaster Inc. was... It's just not my thing. I, I didn't dislike it, and I didn't read issue two because it came out on a week where I had a lot of other stuff to oh, read. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there was all the amazing Spider-Man and Avengers. And yeah, yeah. I'll just all the I'm already just the books I subscribe to and read for me every week is like a pretty big stack. So, um, <laughs> so I was one of Chris's favorite subscribers before I started working here. That is true. And that's I, kind of why I asked him to work here because you know I just <laughs> I saw this guy's this guy's on it and, and, I, and yeah so anyways enough of that I'm not gonna this guy likes I'm not gonna comics fan your ego bro yeah please don't all right it makes um, me uncomfortable so dead day check it out number two we've got it here at the shop it's 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 a great read it's not your typical zombie book yeah absolutely I've but, been reading um, Star Wars bounty hunters since it started just because I'm a Boba Fett guy. Um, laugh as you may or whatever. The design of Boba Fett is top-notch. He's one of the coolest-looking baddies there ever was. I and mean, if it was, wasn't for Darth Vader, you know, he'd be the coolest-looking right. dude. And he was Star kind Wars. of a throwaway character, and they were surprised that people loved him. So right. they were like, cool. What's weird, though, is Boba Fett was actually supposed to be in Episode 1. Or Episode 4, I'm sorry. Was okay. The first movie that was released. Right. A New Hope. He's in there in a deleted scene. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a cut scene with right. him, right? And he's, and then he's the... He's the dude that figures out Han Solo's game in Empire. All the other bounty hunters are like, cool, we're going to chase him across right. the galaxy. I'm going to look for a needle in a haystack in this huge galaxy. Boba Fett's like, they're around here. And spoilers, guys, uh, Han Solo ends up in Carbonite because of Boba Fett. I know. Carbonite is what? a freezing method they use in Star Wars to he's put no people good. on walls. Then he as... would have died if he he's... was frozen. Oh, no, no not in Star Wars, dead. man. He's he... no good to be dead. What? He, he will be compensated by the Empire Sorry. if it happens, though. I can't, I can't keep doing that. I mean, like <laughs> you can't keep like, doing it. That chirp, everybody's like, stop, stop it, Chad. It. Stop it, Chad. <laughs> Chad, stop it. But um, So how is, the, how is the book going, then? Is that following Boba Fett? No. Right, okay. No. No, it's not. Okay. So, let me get into to, to Bounty Hunters. Um, all right, all right. I was excited when this book came out, but I, I was apprehensive as well, because Star Wars, for me, in the comic book world, has been hit or miss. 
I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I even like Phantom Menace. I think it's like up there in my faves. It's like my fourth, fifth, sixth favorite one. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But um, I can't stand number two. But okay. the point is, when I read a lot of the comic books, um, I, I, I'm not as happy with them in the Marvel land of comic books as I was with the Dark Horse land of comic books. And don't get me wrong, there was plenty of garbage Star Wars there in was, Star Wars. Yeah. There was some low points in the Dark Horse stuff. For sure, for sure. You know, nobody's going to be perfect. Like we said, even right. Peter David's Hulk run wasn't perfect. Yep. Nobody's runs are perfect. So and when you have Dan Star slots, Wars, you throw Spider-Man. everything on the wall and see what sticks. Sure, absolutely. The, the core Star Wars book, since Marvel took it over, has at least been solid and has reached very good at several points. Right, and the, then the, the Vader, Jason Aaron run that it read, that it started with Jason was Aaron, great. dude. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll follow. What him has in. he written that wasn't good? I'll follow him into the dark. I can't think of a single <laughs> yeah. thing that Jason Aaron has done that wasn't good. Right, thusly. I so, don't know. But, so what bounty hunter does it follow? It, it's several, and I'll, I'll okay. get into this. Um, but I had not all the Star Wars books have been great. Vader's run was good. But not all of it. Um, there was like the Star Wars Alliance, which is written by the same guy. I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, there's been some that I haven't liked. So I, all the Age of Rebellion and Age of Resistance books were one shots, and almost all of those were not only good but fantastic. Especially the Jango Fett one because it was a story of Jango Fett kind of showing Boba Fett the bounty hunting ropes. That's what was really cool because at first you're like, why would Boba Fett be working with anybody else? And it's so that Boba Fett can learn to work with other people and see how to screw them over, basically. Okay. Um, so Ethan Sachs is the writer. Um, he did Old Man Quill. He did Old um, Man Hawkeye. Old Man Hawkeye, right? And then uh, which I haven't read, but I hear great. I hear really Old Man good Hawkeye things about is Old really Hawkeye. good, man, and yeah. it feels like Mark Millar's Old Man World. Yeah. And that's you know when you're reading something from a world that's already been established like an Elseworld like that, or like Star Wars. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, right. You know, the environment is super important to how you feel about the book. Um, yeah. A great a great example is the Blade Runner 2019 book. Um, Boom Studios, I believe. I could be completely wrong. But um, needless to say, that book feels like Ridley Scott's Blade Runner world. And it was a super good comic. Pick up Blade Runner 2019 if you guys can. So, so I've been apprehensive about all Star Wars books. And I read them, but... Not all of them are good. Storms of Crate was kind of weird. Like I said, not all of them make me good. He's actually written some of them that I didn't like. So, of course, when Ethan was on this book, I was like, well, okay, we'll see. It's got my favorite dude in it. I'm ready. And I'm going to stick with it to the end. And that's literally what I'm doing here. Um, he also wrote a Kiss book. Um, his Twitter hand feed is hilarious. If you guys, Ethan at Ethan Sachs, it's, his, his Twitter is, is really good. And he does... I like following Colin Book Professionals on social media. He also has some very social um, awareness issues on there that are spot on. I'm sure. Dude's great. So um, the the artist, Paolo Villanelli, um, or Villanelli, he's Italian. Probably Paolo. I, Paolo? Paolo, yeah. I think that's Paolo? 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 It's Paolo. Is, is a Spanish version. But anyways, so that dude's <laughs> Italian. Um, he's done Lando, uh, the Darth Vader, uh, Dark Visions one. He's done G.I. Joe, Iron Man. Uh, he did the new ROM. He did the X-Men Red run, which was actually pretty good, especially at the time when X-Men was on the bottom of the floor. Yeah, right. And that I would was... just skip all the gold and blue books completely. Um, X-Men Red was Tom Taylor. And it was good. Great stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so, you know, the 
the art's good, but my issue with all the way up until this book was that, you know, you open the first page, hey, here's the bounty hunters, Valis, Valence, Bosk, who's the Trandoshan uh, lizard guy from Empire Strikes Back, lizard who's man. he's a fan favorite, he's a cool, long-armed lizard dude, uh, Tonga, who's a new character, and then Boba Fett is credited as a being a main character. This is issue number four, guys, and we've only seen a flashback with Boba Fett. So I was getting a little irritated at the fact that I'm not getting Where's any Boba, Boba Fett? Fett action. Right. Um, and so, and remind me, the first, the cover of the first issue featured Boba Fett pretty prominently, didn't it? How are you going to sell a bounty right. hunter book without Boba Fett? Yeah. And that's exactly what but my... But he is not the main character. The main character close. of that book is Valance. Valance. Right. Yeah. Who's the new character. No. Okay. Valance actually was created in Dark Horse, and he's one of the few holdovers from Dark Horse in the Marvel. But he wasn't okay. a used character. He had his storyline. I don't remember done. what it was called, and it he's, was done. He's one of the expanded universe characters that the the, the Disney continuity has brought back. And they've okay. done, like, uh, Son of Dathomir. Uh, that one yeah, that was one used. Brought right, you brought that up before. Yep. So, you know, they're, they're hand-picking what they want from the Dark Horse world. Which is totally Which is cool. Fine. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, as long as Dark Empire was the greatest I mean, Star Wars story ever told. There, just there's waiting, a lot of good stuff in there. I'm just waiting for them to make Darth Revan canon again. That's yeah. what I want. How do we keep getting toys of that guy, but he's not canon? Because it make he looks really sense. cool. That's why he's Darth Vader without a helmet. But <laughs> well, whatever. and they, you know, if they no, I agree them, though. He's, he's different. If they, if they make like like statues or characters or whatever, and they're selling, that tells the upper management like, cool, sure, bring him sure. in. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. hopefully that's that's the case, and we get some some Malik, Malik we get some Revan, yeah, Malik, um, Malgus, yeah. Oh, Malgus yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, I think but those aren't. This is the same hunters. conversation we had in, in yeah, uh, the, yeah. the Listen, one we guys, haven't even yeah. talked about yet. Listen, you haven't guys, seen it yet. We're gonna talk about Star Wars a lot on this podcast. Right, it's we will go crazy. off on Star Wars every single it, it, episode. It, it, I'm sure it, the tangents yes. will be crazy. Well, but 12 parsecs later, we'll be right back. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, look at that. I said the thing. It's in the thing. <laughs> From the thing. So um, I, I want to get into this real quick. I've been annoyed with the story because there's no Boba Fett. And, and I've tried to put myself aside from that, where okay. it's like, hey, dude, come on. Just because Boba Fett's not in it doesn't mean it's not a good story. It's been trudging along. I feel that they've been working on... All right, let me get to the basis of the story real quick. There is a woman who kind of screwed everybody over while they were doing a bounty. They were a crew. And all these guys I just talked about were part of the crew, including Boba Fett. And Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> oh, he's in the Sarlacc pit dying. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, so they've gone into like the storylines of these characters for four issues now, where you're, there's like small little reunions and things of that nature. And they just... There's been a flashback of how Boba Fett was involved, but we haven't seen Boba Fett really at all. I think he was in the first issue where they were like picking up the bounty I, I think or something. So. He, he was in the first issue. I right. remember that, but like, he's just been... like just like when he was introduced in the movies. Yeah, like there yeah. he is. Yeah, there he it. is, and then he's gone, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool, whatever. You know, you don't have a lot of storyline, and that's fine. Right. I'm not gonna complain too much about it as long as the story is okay. But I felt that it has been trudging along, and we've been kind of learning the characters a little more than we need to. And the story has been moving along. I originally wanted to talk about this book because I wanted to tear it apart. Okay. Um, if, if, if it was just. Just because I've been like, man, can we get to the point here? Can, can something happen? We know that the woman screwed them all over. 
They all have a vendetta. That woman went into hiding, and now she has come back out of hiding. And that's why all these characters have reconnected. That's the long and short of it. So now they've hunted her down, or they're hunting her down actively. Um, Boss got his butt kicked in the last issue uh, by Valance and then one of his cohorts. Um, he kind of took somebody out of um, retirement, etc., etc. So now we're getting into the meat of the story. And it's a twist, so I can't really say what's going on. But I will say that there's a really... Like, if anybody's watched The Mandalorian, episode... Uh, I'm going to say it wrong, but I think it's episode seven or eight. Right. The one with May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, oh, yeah, SG. yeah. Ming-Na Wen. Ming-Na Wen. There yeah. you go. She is in, basically, they're on a dirt planet because every Star Wars has to be on a dirt they're planet. They're all on Tatooine on that. Yeah. Episode, aren't they? And uh, she gets, she she meets a fate. I'm not going to say what the fate is. And then they leave. And then later, an unknown dark character walks up with boots and spurs and a cape. And you only see the boots and the spurs and the cape. And nothing is even said, but you just see this character see what's happened to Ming No Win uh, and this is then in, walks away. This is in the Mandalorian. The okay. So everybody's speculating, oh, it's Boba Fett. He's got the spurs. Boba Fett wears spurs. The cape's longer than it should be. Does Boba Fett wear spurs? He has <laughs> a spurs right. at moments. Okay. He, sometimes. A, a, a type Boba of spur. sometimes has spurs. <laughs> for all the horses he's riding. That's well, hey man, the dubaks, dubaks. That's right. And and slave one was originally an animal that he turned right. Anyways, it's, the, off the... it's like the <laughs> aluminum falcon. Lies. These are all lies. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum falcon? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a moment in this where Boss gets his butt kicked in episode three, and um, issue three, issue three. Okay, yeah. uh, sorry, we, episode episode issue. issues. Right. No, I just got confused because Comparable. Mandalorian is right, right, right. So. so Issue number three, Boss gets his butt kicked, and in number four, somebody with a long cape okay. and boots walks up to him and in- interrogates him and then kicks him in the face because Boss is like, oh, hey, let's go I get him. You. And Boss, and then the guy, who they, we don't know who it is, goes, who said anything about weed and kicks him in the face and knocks him out okay. and bails. Oh, snap. So there's a full-blown exact copy of the Mandalorian scene for speculation of who this person is. Okay. Um, I guess. So, are, are, are you specula- speculating that it's Boba Fett? We're supposed or, to. Or We're supposed to are speculate, you speculate that, that is this going to be first appearance of the Mandalorian in comic books? Oh, snap. Oh, what? It's only a matter of time, right? It's right. got to be, right? Yeah. And if I this mean, is why Bounty Hunters, a... sure, this sure. is the place to introduce him. Right. And if you introduce him... Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's all good because... Well, this takes... Is this... Post trilogy or during? This is during. So all, oh, okay. so right now, all Star Wars books that are being written are in between Empire and Jedi. Okay, except for the ones that aren't. <laughs> well, I mean, I I can't think of one that isn't. Um, Afra's taking place during yeah, that. Yeah, the only one I was. Um, Vader's taking place was, during that. Star Wars is taking place during that. And I guess Rise of Kylo Ren is done now, so that right, would have been right. the only one that I would have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I believe right now all Star Wars books that's not an. Like, if there was a Ray comic, obviously that wouldn't be the case. But right. there isn't one right now. No, they sure they everything, one. everything that's going on right now, I believe, is in between Empire and Jedi. Okay. And that makes sense. They're trying to set their their tone of their story. I that think they it's want to great, tell. man. Like, yeah. for, for you to not get confused, because it's in a galaxy far, long, far away? Yes, far, yes. A long, long time ago. Time ago. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So we don't want to get lasers. confused as to how much closer what they have lasers. <laughs> and sometimes yeah, the technology yeah, looks another, better than what we have. Sometimes it's worse than what we have. Right. But another, sometimes it looks better. It's another galaxy. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? The technology grew. How and then, far they've progressed in that galaxy. <laughs> My, that's why parsecs in that world is a measurement of time, not distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, until, until he... Retconned it in uh, solo. Yeah. Well, until they... They fixed yeah. it because yeah, it I, I, so I like I lose my mind when I think about that movie and that part. So let's just continue. Yeah, we don't. With the book. We don't. There's so many parts of Solo. It's not a bad movie, but there's so many parts where you're like, God, you really shoehorn this in here. Right. You just threw it at the wall and hoped it'd mm. stick. And if it didn't, you didn't care. If I was an executive producer on that show or that movie, at one point I would have said, Stop it. Yeah, like that part where a guy who lets who hates the Empire let an Imperial officer give him his last name. Yeah. But hey, you know, whatever. That was right. three years later, man. He was graduating. It's, uh, it's a whole new part of his life. Anyway. <laughs> All well, right, so why we, we keep the name? Bounty Hunters number four is the book that I'm talking about. And basically, finally, the gang's all together. Okay, finally. Finally. The but gang's all here. where's Boba Fett? They find the woman, and then, of course, there's a twist. Did she desert them? Did she kill the person that that basically she killed a prince okay. in in the past? It's not the prince. Yeah, prince. Not and prince. She killed prince. In a this storyline, there's no purple rain. There's no. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world with no purple rain, Chris. Purple rain. So, anyways, finally in episode four, we get the gangs basically all back together. They find her, and the story is actually happening. I feel a little duped. And because this is a six issue mini or whatever, right? Is it? I okay. So, yeah. yeah. So we're I in issue number four, an and we're finally line. getting to what the story is actually about. Right. And it's been this this gathering of of people up to this point. So up to f- the four issues is a red herring, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's why when I got this book, I was like, either something's gonna happen, or I'm gonna tear it apart. And um, something happened. Okay. The the twist is satisfying. Um, you find out why she did what she did, and it may be good, it may be bad. I don't know. And and you see, like I said, the gang's all together. So what I've been waiting for may or may not have happened. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell but you. I will tell you that I think this book is good, not based on whether Boba Fett does or doesn't show up. I like this book despite that. Okay. Okay. You finally like got over right, exactly. it. Right, exactly. Like, okay, I, my expectations haven't been met. I need to put that aside and have different expectations. Exactly. This well, one was the best of the series. You've made it through four issues of it now. and But this no is one of those ones I would have given up on the second book. Okay. Just because no Boba Fett. If you Fett. just didn't have the hope that Boba Fett would... I have the hope that Boba Fett showed up, and that's why I'm still doing it. Oh, yeah. okay. So issue two, you would have been like, no Boba mm-hmm. Fett, bad. Right. If you, if the uh, book just because wasn't... I felt duped. Yeah, you know, right. He's, 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 he's on the marquee as being in the comic book. Yeah. He is the reason people would, would buy, buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're you like Valance, who um, he showed up for the first time again in Marvel comic books in the last the Vader Target run. Vader. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Which was like a oh I yeah it was I like a five one. issue mini where somebody sent him and a team of other ne'er do wells to to get Vader. To, to kill Vader. Yeah. So in Spoiler, short, how'd that work out? Probably not great. I didn't finish Spader. reading that. Spader. 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 James Spader James plays Spader. Darth Vader in this new... No, okay. So Vader dies. Can you imagine Guys, James Spader? Spader. <laughs> right. 
side. I mean, to cut, did I cut you off on were any no, final no, thoughts on Bounty Hunters? I would cool. say if you want to hang in there on Bounty Hunters because it gets good in number four. So I believe okay. it is safe to say that you will be picking up issue five. I was going to anyways, yeah, but yeah. yes. You're going to finish finish the ride. Hopefully this story ends with a high note I mean, because the Boba it's Fett, been subpar. The Boba okay. Fett completionist in you wouldn't let you not pick it up. That's right. But will you be reading it is the question. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. funny. That's I'm not reading my own copies, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Those go straight into a bag. Into Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I have a special seat in my car that's designed for my Boba Fett comic books. And... <laughs> He's so, not, anyways, he's the, not lying. I've seen it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's shaped like slave one. Um, so, so my book this week is yeah, there's like a weird coloring error, like yeah, on the I guess first an page. error. Yeah, I didn't notice. Are we that. sure that? I don't know Are if it's sure? I don't yeah. know if it's an error or if that's supposed to be there, but it looks. I would weird. imagine with all the yellow, it's this. Yeah, maybe that bled through. Oh, it bled through the other page. Yeah. Uh, so come uh, on, Marvel. Anyway, I picked up uh, Jane Foster Valkyrie number ten uh, because it was. I have I've been reading it. Yes, yeah. you know I've read up to nine, and so when ten came out, I was like, "Well, I got to get this right." Uh, Jason Aaron and Jason Torin Grunbeck. Grunbeck, I think is how you pronounce it. She's um, she's a Scandinavian writer, right, on a book. Based about. on Norse mythology. Huh. Which is good. Yeah. Curious. Mm, weird. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got guest artist Ramon Rosanas and color artist Jesus Ar- No, that's Ar- Jesus, Ar- man. That's yeah, Jesus. That's Jesus. You don't um, mess with the Jesus. You we're gonna we're gonna butcher names. Uh, we do apologize. These are very difficult names. Jason Aaron, yours is pretty easy, so get with the program. And don't forget, guys, we're um, talking about yeah, a number geez. ten, but you can get these in trade. And yeah, so that's absolutely. why it's still good to listen to this. No, 100%. Yeah. So so that's that's part of the thing I think that they, you know, after COVID, they decided they're shaking things up like shaking things loose, I think is what they need to do is tighten up well, and all that stuff. This it, was supposed to go straight to digital. Yeah, and, and, and it did 10. it and it did it first. So Marvel and DC actually both did this like earlier in the COVID stuff where there was a list of books that were probably their mid to low selling titles that they were just going to finish out the last issue digitally. And they did that for this. So I actually read this months ago and uh, they finally came out with the print with issue the this week. Cup. Yeah. Which makes the completest in me happy because then I have the full run. Cause I mean, this is the final issue. I mean, yeah, I read it months ago, but I still bought the print issue cause I can't. And not. the trade. Yeah. <laughs> I'll and buy you the, bought the digital version. I'll buy the trade too. Oh, yeah. will you? Yeah. Oh, uh, so if I have single issues, I won't buy the trade. I'm the same way. Uh, if I if I like the story but need to like like get my single issues gone, like I'll buy the trade and then try and get rid of the singles. Somehow. So for me, single issues are the collection. Right. Trades are the what I'm gonna reread Read. later. Yeah. Right. And right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I so, so I, I do I have re- Saga one through five, and I didn't get rid of my Saga number one. Yeah. yeah. Like I have that Saga. Is this a comic? It's a comic book. Oh, okay. Image number one. Hopefully it comes out again. Anyway, but we're talking about Jane Foster Valkyrie. Um, so it's funny that you had mentioned Jason Aaron earlier in the podcast about how, how good he is. And yeah, absolutely. Everything he writes is great. This Jane Foster Valkyrie has been good. That's as far as I would take it. Okay. I 
for whatever reason, I love Jane Foster. Yeah. So I love reading her stories. Um, when Jane Foster was Thor, and some people were really upset about it, Those I was on for they are. I was on yeah. for the F ride, and it was amazing. Sorry, um, I'm just gonna say that now. <laughs> we do not support any of that garbage here at Astro Zombie, yeah. guys. Right. Everybody and deserves I, every place everywhere. Oh yeah. Period. And and it was a good story. It wasn't just you know some people were like oh well they're just trying to be inclusive and that's why I was mad it. at well, the end. What's that? The way they ended it, I was mad. How do you mean? Enjoy it. How uh, she throws Mjolnir into the sun and then he dies and then and, and well. then comes back to life. The, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> in throws, two pages. Oh, she you know throws Mjolnir super... and the bad guy into the sun. Right, and that's right. totally yeah. cool. That's I don't have a problem with that part. I, I, I have a problem with, you. with Thor like kickstarting her art with some lightning and like. Oh, okay, cool. Her oh, death meant nothing. It's like when Chewbacca died in Rise of Skywalker. Right. It's like when Glenn died the first time well, in Walking Dead. Who gives an f? Right. If you remember... If they don't really die. Yeah. It isn't Thor trying to bring her back to life. It is the reason she comes back. Like, Odin is taking her to Valhalla. Like, he's like, hey, listen. There's a job for you You've here. died in battle. You've earned this. Welcome to partying with Vikings for the rest of eternity. Right. And she's and she says no. She says, I, I'm not done with, with life yet. Like, I have still, I have still more to do. And so she chooses to come back, and Odin is extremely confused. He's, <laughs> he's like, like, "Wait a minute!" He's like, "The insolence of this woman." <laughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> nope, no, that's not oh, that's a different, no, thing? That's different oh, thing. Different, different. thing. Different. <laughs> so, but uh, Jane Foster Valkyrie. Um, so it, so it's again. I the the whole entire series again. I I, I think is good. There there are things that take me away from it. Um, all the Jane Foster stuff for me is solid. Um, and I'll get to the other things uh, that kind of take it down. But at first, um, you know, it starts off with that um, Asgard right now, right? And there's some stuff happening with Sif. She's fighting some, some she's fighting off the darkness. If, you've, if you're up to date with uh, Valkyrie, if you forgot, there's this dark darkness that's coming. And it's nothing like the never ending story. This isn't tied into the no, whole null thing. It's not nope. actually. This is this is um, independent of that. Right. That's why they had to finish it. Move on. Yeah. This was like <laughs> right. this, okay. this ancient weapon that uh, that Odin's father had uh, had vanquished and like and like imprisoned. It's not away. the God Butcher's thing. That's a whole different no, thing. No, no. Okay. Thing, and I yeah. think it's a real uh, it's a real item in Norse mythology. In Norse mythology. If that's true, then that's awesome because I, I love when they do that. They try yeah, to do that, and I would imagine yeah. that's why uh, Jason you have, Aaron. I'm, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I'd have to look it up, but I I, I haven't yet. But it's a fair um, assumption. It's a fair assumption, I think. Yeah. So it's it's like oh Asgard now Sif is fighting off the darkness, um, and then it overtakes her. Mild spoilers on this. This is a number ten. If you haven't been keeping up, you're not going to pick it up anyway. Um, and then the next page it goes ten minutes earlier. And I hate that. We talked about this. We talked in about the it last podcast before. And I hate that. I'm like, then just start the, the like Tarantino ten minutes. Treatment. Just start it ten minutes earlier. Sometimes it lends itself to the story. So I kept reading, and it worked out fine because she she shows book, up. Man. She shows up. Sif does with this darkness already overtaken her, and so they're just explaining that that happened ten minutes earlier, while this stuff is going on. 
That's why she's showing up as a bad guy. Okay, cool. That explains it. So a little bit of exposition based on um, foreshadowing. Right. And the foreshadowing was great. I mean, I got to say, like, reading this, I was like, ooh, cool. And that's why I was so disappointed. Ten minutes earlier. There's some great gags in this page, though. Right, so... I love her that her horse has, like, a Cockney accent. <laughs> What's the yeah, weirdest? Her, her, is it... like, her winged horse is, like... Pegasus. Yeah, who, yeah. Who the <laughs> bloody hell are you, then? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's It's cool. hilarious. And <laughs> Thori, Thori's in there, the dog. It's like she got the reject what horse or something. No, Throg is not in this yeah. one, no. no. That's but Vol- like Volstag is in this. And Volstag is one of my favorite characters because of his interaction with Jane Foster. I love Volstag. And the, the interaction that they had in the Thor book, every time she would go for cancer treatments, he was there. He was the one that was like, yeah, I'll be right there with you. Nice. I'm not going to leave your side and I'm going to help out. And then she'd like get the hammer and like take off and do stuff. And he's in the waiting room just Dang it, man. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, I'm here, but I'm, I'm taking a nap. It's like, but I'm also a big fat guy. So I'm <laughs> right. going to take a nap. I'm going to take a nap and eat a burger. I, I just, that's one of the things I, I love Volstagg so much for that. Did you read the Straczynski Thor stuff? No. There's some great Volstagg stuff in that. I highly recommend it. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Um, one of the other things, so, you know, we were talking about the gags in here with the horse. The horse kind of, for me, isn't... Pegasus. Right, but it's not... They don't it, call like, it he's Pegasus. not Pegasus. Oh, like, excuse me, uh, Pegasus is a, is a out of Mytho- mythology? Mythical creature right? that doesn't exist in this. Because we're talking Marvel comics. He said something about, like, don't who you call him pretty. Like, I don't know. There's something about the, the flying horse that I don't care for with that oh, accent. Man, I love it. It's just <laughs> it's like, so it's over me. the top for me. Um, but I love this. Uh, so, um, I like how Donny Cates and Jason Aaron have similar senses of humor in yeah. their writing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek-ish sometimes, but it's not over the top. Where it's yeah. it's palpable, you know? So the battle, the battle really starts going on, and Volstagg is running in. And as he's running into battle, he says, I wish I had a larger breakfast as he's going in. Like, that's so funny. Like, he's just, he wants to sleep, eat, and fight. It's awesome. Fair enough. Um, and then uh, like Thori, you know, he, he's, he helps out. He's got his issues. Um, like I said, it's overall, I think it was a good run. I, me personally, those are the things that took me out a little bit. I like Thori. I like that winged horse. I just don't like that much comedy into, and I think it's because of the Jane Foster. There's a there's a heaviness with her because of who she is, what her background is, and especially with that last Thor story. That all the comedy asides, that's not what I'm looking for, and so I did enjoy the story overall because um, she's Valkyrie now. You know, right. so, so when yeah, she grabs the weapon, of, she's Valkyrie. Because of events that take place in the War of the Realms event. Right. Yeah. Um, so so I just, I I like with her a little more of a... Serious tone. A serious tone. Well, when that run ended for her and the Thor book, first off, my mother died of, of cancer, and it destroyed me. And yeah. um, that cover of that last issue with her just like... That was yeah, hard, like On man. the deathbed, like, I'm tearing up a little bit just thinking right. about it, you know? So, so I get exactly, it was just her. That like white background yes. of her with the yes. handkerchief on her head. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. you're just like, oh my God, that's, you know, my mom yeah. looked like that in moments. Yep. Um, 
So I was, then I was the, the bull stag of our group. Okay. With a friend of mine. Okay. Cool. Who are you guys the Warriors three? The Warriors three. Maybe. Who is Hogan and who is Fandral? I don't know. All right. I don't know. So I get no, what just, you're saying. I just, as far I just as, remember. I just remember. Wow. For that me, was a very was, heavy ending. Right. And you know she gets brought back. Spoiler alert. And um, and then she goes on just to Earth to to recover. And that's the end of that book. And it's not funny. Right. There's no yeah. humor to it. It's it's a very serious tone, but a very happy serious tone. Correct. So I get exactly what you're saying. Right. And then in the War of the Realms book, I don't remember it being super funny. There's some stuff. There's that's hilarious. The horse and, and Thori were in there, and there was some funny stuff. Jason in there, Aaron's yeah. very good at breaking up drama, like breaking up tension with humor. And I think that's a thing that's a strength of the Marvel universe in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Marvel universe is all. Marvel always wants to make a fun comic book that is also that also does everything else that's dramatic and that makes you feel things. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. all that I Spider-Man. love yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. All, all, that's, the, that's like the reason I love Spider-Man. That's why I was so excited for a Spider-Man Deadpool book. I was like, oh, I cannot oh, wait for cool. these two super witty, talk the whole time fighting guys and then it turned out to be a little too much. Turns out that stuff as great as the spice, not necessarily the main, the main course. So let me ask you this about Valkyrie. Yes. This is the last issue, right? Right. Is it a solid last issue? Um, so I mean, how did you feel when you I wish it wasn't that, the last issue, is how I felt. Right, because it. it's... So it, it is a solid last issue, but it did feel like they were like, we got to... We got to finish this up. up. We got to yeah. wrap this up. It feels like, oh, this book's being canceled. We got to wrap it up. Right. Oh, the yeah. the weapon itself is is super cool. The 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 nothing, for lack of a better term, um, is it's wrapped up and they take care of it. And As they're like, I hope you don't come back. So it's there in case they want it. Right. As a storytelling device. Well, I don't think that I don't think it's possible to destroy it. Right. It right. Is, it's just like a force of nature. So right. they put it down in the keep with all the other artifacts, or they put it. Well, back. well they, I, mean, I guess you can't tell me. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but the I forget. I'm trying to find the name of the weapon. Rokva, R O with a slash through it. K K V A. Yeah. Um, so maybe that is a real thing. Um, it's the it's the all weapon. I mean, listen, it wouldn't have that slash through the O if it wasn't a real thing. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you don't put like, slashes uh, through O's unless they're zeros. <laughs> um, but again, so the, like the strengths of the book for me were the the Volstag stuff. I like that comedy when it when he like he's running into battle and he's like, I wish I would have eaten something <laughs> so before I did this. Volstag throughout comic book history has always been a, a comedic a comedy relief, right? You know. And I so I actually bought his first appearance here, from from you, mm-hmm. and Ooh. yeah, I like this guy from from Chris from himself. Me? Yeah, and wow, so, you know comments. when we were talking about that book itself, I was like I was pretty adamant. I don't know if you remember, but I was pretty adamant about about certain things about it because of the character. Like it was the it was the first appearance of all these different characters as well. Right. I think Sif. It's her first appearance and all was that. Was it Tales of Asgard? Was the first? Uh, I think it's stuff. a journey into mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the first appearance of Sif and like the Warriors Three. Yeah, it's all of those guys. But I was like, I you wanna... had to do research. You were like, I think this is the right issue, and then you like stepped right. away for a second to look. You're it like, up. let me check, make sure. Yeah. yeah, this is exactly what I was looking for. This is the first Volstag, and you're like, 
yeah, but there's this, this, this. I don't care about them. <laughs> yeah. I want it because yeah, right, right, right. Bullstag. This is all these other one. dudes. Right. <laughs> exactly. And you know, just like you know, just like when any comic book shop with any old old comics, you, you can talk about them. First appearance of Domino and Gideon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and didn't realize that's what I'm telling you. First appearance of Domino. I didn't realize you were like a like a Thor fan. I am, but it's weird because I do like Thor, but it is those side characters within that world. You like that mythology I love. of that's Asgard. why I like Thor: The Dark World is because we see more of the world of Asgard and the supporting cast of Asgard in that movie than right. almost anything. The, the visual movie. pieces in two, but also in one. Of Asgard were fantastic. You yeah. know, like seeing the, the ships they were using, like when mm-hmm. they were attacking oh, Asgard yeah, yeah. too. I was like, those are so damn cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Asgard looks like this super shiny, pretty thing. And then, you know, even the ships and the way they, they present themselves, and it's all very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grandiose. Not, grandiose. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Grandiose and, and superior and kind of like, you know, big, epic. So my take on this, on how this wraps up, uh, this uh, Valkyrie issue 10 is I think it was a good wrap up for this story arc as the final issue of this series. I was a little let down. It feels like, like I said, it feels like this book's getting canceled. Right. So we have to wrap it up is we're not going to see her for a while. Though. Well, I was going to ask is Jane Foster Valkyrie in any other book? Yeah. Yeah. She's, okay. yeah. she's showing up in other Marvel stuff. In fact, okay. I feel like, I was reading something this week where somebody said, like, okay, this person is facing this sort of weird malady. We need to take them to Jane Foster. Okay. Yeah, and I think it was in Avengers. I might be wrong, though. Okay. Maybe because Thor was in there. Yeah. In the the Tarshu mm-hmm. thing. I read, a, I read a lot of books last night. So I <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to hunt down, uh, like, a first appearance of Jane Foster. Like what issue that's that is? Early, dude. That's early. I know, I know that. Let's talk so about that's like in the so. Don, then the Donald Blake days, you know? Right, exactly. It, it's yeah, the beginning. It, she's, it's, she's part of the beginning because is it in a Journey into Mystery or is it after it's moved into Thor? No, no, it's, it's got to be Journey into Mystery. I, mean, right I don't now. know for certain. Um, if any of you out there know, like just and hit us comment up. on us. Oh wait, that's not YouTube. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at uh, Craft Beer Comics or Craft Beer and Comics. You'll find us under each, any one of those if you want to find us. But, um, yeah, so any any final thoughts on any of the books or anything else you want I to talk about? I will say that this week, every book I took home, I was super excited for. And Wolverine 4 number, came out, number 4 came out this week. And I'll tell you what, I did not want that book to end. Benjamin Percy writes Wolverine the way he's supposed to be written. Okay. And, uh, I like, literally, I knew that the end was coming, and I was... Like reading the pages You're super like, slow because no, 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 I no, wanted over, it to make it last longer. It's funny that you actually say it like that, like any other book that you want to talk about. So uh, we do have that Patreon account, the five dollar level. That if you do five dollars a month, uh, we're gonna ta- we're gonna put a poll out there of comic books that we read that we didn't talk about. And you get to vote on those if you're a five dollar a month or higher patron, um, and then we will talk about that one at the end of the month. So, but if we don't have any Patreon supporters, then we can't do that segment. And right. I like to so, talk, guys. Right. So let's, so let's subscribe and like. Subscribe, like us. Uh, again, this is a passion project. Um, you know, craft beer and comics—they're both super subjective. You know, we talked about Valkyrie how. 
you know, one person really likes the Cogni accent horse, and the other guy doesn't really care for it as much. You <laughs> know what I mean? It makes me laugh, okay? We all liked... Uh, Who doesn't love a Cogni accent? Dude. Maestro? Maestro was great. And then one person thought it was okay. We're not going to all agree on this. Right. And same with beers. Speaking of which, follow us on Untapped. You'll get our rating for Mass Ascension. We have a couple ratings out there already for a couple of Ex Novo beers. And uh, hopefully we'll get Steve-O back uh, next week. He's he's great to have. He's so much fun on the podcast. So. Absolutely. Right on. Well, right on. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode. Um, please come by Astro Zombies. Pick up, check out some of these books. We'd be happy to show you some good stuff. Sales this Saturday and free comic books. <laughs>